0: you've all
1: been waiting
2: for it's
1: time
3: for the Steak for Breakfast podcast
4: it's Tuesday September 14th and this is the people's podcast this is Steak for Breakfast Smokey this is not Nam this is bowling there
1: are (laughs) rules today Junior
5: Oh, Baptist! So stand by!
4: This episode of the podcast is brought to you as always by man rubs you can find them at manrubs.com they got rubs barbecue tools blowtorches t-shirts and everything you could possibly need to make barbecue great again
1: Mm. Mm. Uh,
4: use the code steak 15 for 15% off everything in their store also brought to you by stay ready gear Uh, they have holsters custom kydex mag carriers tourniquet carriers all that on and off duty gear made out of that hot melted plastic that we love so much—they're mm-hmm. uh, on StayReadyGear.com and on Instagram StayReadyGearUSA. Use the code STAKE for five percent off everything in their
6: store. I like it. Yep. You know what else I like? Guns. Close. You always jump the gun with guns. <laughs> some of the world's most technologically advanced in studio recording gear can be found at Odyssey at Odyssey.com. Whether you're podcasting like us, um, recording some beats like Lauren Hill. Or uh, just gaming. Odyssey's available online. They're on Facebook and Instagram as well. When you need that high-quality sound quality to yell at little kids in game chat rooms. Xbox Live's chat room, <laughs> early 2000s, can't beat it. Uh, you know what isn't high quality, but at the same time is? Being a mediocre medic. Right. Our friends over at mediocremedic.com have all the tactical gear... Extras you can use while trying to save lives, whether you do it at a top tier or mediocrely. They're at MediocreMedic.com. They're on Instagram as well. Um, Noah alluded to it. It's always gun season. It's always on my mind. Yeah. Mike, West Coast Survival Arms. Been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating, and he's a licensed FFL. You can find him on his newly redesigned website at WestCoastSurvivalArms.com, on Facebook Messenger, and... That's 619 870 6992. Last but definitely not least, the, the Patch Father, Mark Joe Friday, owner, operator, and CEO of Dumpbox and Dumpbox.us. It's the home of the Zero Fucks Duck. If you don't know, you better ask somebody, right? He's available on Instagram. He's on Facebook as well. Don't forget to check out all of our sponsors. More importantly, don't forget to follow Steak for Podcast Breakfast on Instagram. There you'll find a link tree to all of our accounts. Facebook coming soon. Our backup accounts, Antoinette's accounts, Twitter, where to listen to the show. We're doing Facebook? And more. On that note, welcome. Episode 63, Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Rone, joined always by Noah. What's happening? Antoinette will be with us in a bit. We've got Gabby Fox coming up. But before that, we have a very special treat for our audience today. He is a former Army captain. And he's currently serving again, this time on the front lines of the Stop the Steel movement. Mr. Seth Keschel, welcome to Steak for Breakfast.
7: All right. Thank you, guys. Glad to be on.
6: Thanks for coming. Yeah, really glad to have you. And, and as I previously mentioned when I was introducing you, thank you for your service to the country, both before and currently.
7: You bet. I think that was probably what set me up to even have a current in this right now.
6: <laughs> which, which is going to lead us into our first question. How did you get involved in the Stop the Steel movement?
7: I have a very unique qualifier in that I called all 50 states accurately in 2016. Hmm. You can find some of the remnants of that on American Thinker, where of course this is an edited version of my forecast, but I had it published a couple of weeks before the 2016 election and I identified the coalition shift in the Rust Belt from old working class Democrats in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, moving heavily Republican. Based on a few things I picked up, the media actually tipped off the election for me in September when they coughed up the fact that President Trump was going to carry Ohio by a four-point margin, which just doesn't normally happen, especially when they're also trying to tell me that you're going to have a blowout Electoral College popular vote win for Clinton, but somehow Trump's going to carry Ohio easily. Mm. But I called all those states correctly and then went back to sleep like most of us did for four years. And in 2020, people put me up to the task of trying to repeat that see if I could get all the states right again. And I went back into the metrics, the same kind of metrics that I used to predict 2016. And they were showing me the same thing, but on overload, meaning Pennsylvania is a landslide. Michigan, because it trends perfectly with Pennsylvania, is also a landslide. Wisconsin's gonna stay with Trump. Minnesota's gonna go to Trump. And all of these numbers, including Florida, North Carolina, suggested bigger margins there. With the one that's kind of a, everybody was like, this one might be a little closer and uncomfortable, is Arizona. And I had Arizona going to Trump as well. And basically my findings were Trump's going to carry the same map that he carried in 2016 and he's going to add Minnesota Mm -hmm. and he's going to add Nevada. And there's a couple other states that are out there. I I think if we were able to see through all the murky water could potentially be Trump states as well. And I put my money where my mouth was. I put about $8,000 of my own money on the predicted sites for Trump. So this is... You know, I run with a with a very large audience and a conservative audience, and some yes. people who would ga- gasp at the thought of gambling, right? But what's <laughs> the difference if you <laughs> what's the difference if you gamble outright or if you put money in the stock market? That's gambling too. Yeah, True story. I gambled a little right? bit. So, so I put money down and predicted, which you're a fool if you didn't. Pennsylvania, a clean election to Trump, is a six to eight point landslide, and that was three to one money. Michigan was four to one money. Oh. So you'd be a fool to pass up those kind of opportunities. Well, the election came and went. And I lost most of that $8,000 because of the rig. And it, and it, this was not me trying to get vengeance for my losses. This was me trying to get to the bottom of this. And I knew everything that happened immediately as it happened. And a couple of days after the election, I spent the fourth sick to my stomach about what had happened. I didn't sleep all election night. Got up the fourth. I was exhausted and went to bed about 6.30 that night. And got up on the fifth and it was like I'd been baptized in fire. And I was <laughs> I'm going... I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get this in front of as many eyes as possible. And I went into my LinkedIn account and I have not found LinkedIn to be a particularly useful platform, mm-hmm. but I, I had four years before messaged with general Flynn very briefly, maybe a couple of messages. Hey, sir, you know, thanks for doing what you're doing. I'm a former army Intel officer myself, you know, and he wrote back like, well, thanks. Appreciate the support vote for Trump. End of story. So I went back in there and I found that chat and I clicked the paperclip icon and attached all of my charts and graphics for the election and explained in detail why the numbers in the contested states were whacked. And it's not just the contested states that are whacked. You're looking at the release I did on Florida today, Texas yes. is whacked. And General Flynn actually wrote me back and he was like, so what are you trying to say? He's trying to get to the bottom of my credentials. And then within a couple of weeks I had met General Flynn and he plugged me directly in.
4: Nice. Yeah, he, he's so
7: now pretty- I probably, I'm probably woven into more of the network than anyone. I know everybody. And that, and that causes a lot of issues. You have a lot of alpha personalities in this movement trying to direct traffic and stop problems and alphas together don't do well. You know, it's a, it's a cannibalistic world where if you're not 100% on board, it's very hard. Like a lot of people cannot make the distinction between you disagree with me versus you're a traitor.
6: Right. You know,
7: and that's a frustrating thing where it's like, you know just because somebody has a different way of doing things doesn't make them a traitor. But I know everybody.
6: Well, that's a definitely a good uh, analysis of, you know, how you kind of deep dove in it. And then, you know, this is an America First Agenda show, but we are heavily involved in a lot of these issues that you see, uh, you know, that you're involved in and stuff like that. Our audience is very well versed on everything that's going on. And uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of those stories based off of just some of the stuff that we've covered, audio we've played, events we've been to.
4: Well, our election night coverage was all of us expecting just a huge red wave. And I was talking about it for weeks prior that it was going to be epic.
6: Yeah. But I mean, even events that we've gone to with a lot of those personalities that he he didn't mention, we, we all know who they are. I mean, it's it's got to be tough sometimes all trying to get to the same goal when everybody kind of wants to stand on top. Um, next question. Sounds like you've been involved for going on six years now, especially with this data, analyzing the numbers and stuff like that. How mind-blowing was it when you finally started to get into it, the different states, the counties, uh, based off of like all of the numbers that you had been working with previously to see how bad the 2020 election really was? The 2020
7: election, I've compared it to a third world election. And when I say that, I actually need to extend apologies to Iraq and <laughs> Afghanistan because they run better elections than we do. And what you're seeing now with Florida's findings today in the canvassing is that these rules have been dirty for quite some time. Oh yeah, Trump got so many votes, 74 million votes, which is 5 million more votes than President Obama. Now, keep in mind that just because time passes does not mandate that parties gain votes. The Republican Party was stuck at the same time low 60 million threshold for three, four consecutive elections. Well, yeah, it was
4: stagnant. People weren't, you know, people weren't going out and voting and this was, this election was a catalyst for people to start getting active again.
6: Matt Brainerd mentioned the same numbers on this show a few weeks ago when he was on it, how hard it is to get people to jump on those voter rolls.
7: And you also have the corporate Democrat party, which had plateaued out in Obama's first term. So Obama was the high point of that party. 69 million and he's down to 66 in his reelection, 65 and change, mm-hmm. and Clinton's at 66. So they're stuck in the mid 60s, two in a row. And now you're gonna try and tell me that the same school of candidate, especially one that has zero support and enthusiasm was the one that got 81 million on top of a 74 for the other. This is just not how they work. And this is why trends truly do matter and trends in registration analysis speak to the layperson, And it's not overly complicated because I can show you like how this how this stuff works easily but as to your question ron the contested states were my focus in november december when i was helping build the lawsuits that would be the six nevada arizona georgia pennsylvania michigan and wisconsin and i made the case early on for minnesota virginia to be part of this but needless to say only so much manpower money and resources to go around and there were the six main contested states and as i began to groom through the numbers I saw a a ton of states. There's only about 10 states that I would consider almost fully trended normal. The trends, the trends registrations match out. And most of them are right in the middle, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota. And that's not to say there's not a couple counties that stand out to me where like in Kansas, Kansas was mostly good to go, except you see Johnson County, Kansas sticking out like a sore thumb. And guess what? There's a big U S house race there, Oklahoma County, Oklahoma, big U S house race there. But there's another a bunch of states like that Trump won, Texas and Florida among them, that are massively fraudulent. Texas has at least 700,000 excess Biden votes in it. And we've had an impossible time getting through to most of the senior leaders in Texas, with the exception of Ken Paxton. Right. Ken Paxton, our attorney general, he's on board, but he has limited power. His, his scope of prosecuting voter fraud is literally to the individual, meaning one of you two guys cast two ballots and they're going to prosecute you one vote, one person, and it's not even going to come off the certified vote total. Right. But Texas is obviously fraudulent, especially when you consider that Trump's biggest pickups were the Latino working class who yep. vote Democrat. All those there's border towns. Many, right, there's not many white liberals in Texas. And and you, fine, let's, let's go ahead and make the analytical assessment that the five and a half point margin is valid. Well, what assessments would that include? It would mean that Trump picked up big time numbers, several hundred thousand Hispanic working class that probably voted for Clinton in the last election. Oh yeah, for sure. And then I look out in the suburbs, the white center-right Republican base of Texas, and Trump's vote totals are out of the world up there compared to the last three Republican campaigns, McCain, Romney, and Trump 1.0. So how are you blowing out the historical Republican voting role in these white suburban strongholds that make Texas Republican to begin with? Yep. Yeah, Because that because that, in the traditional political world, Texas is Republican because the mostly white center right tax cut Republicans in the suburbs outnumber the inner cities or the, the urban counties, which are not super Democrat, they're just Democrat. So that's what what Texas is 10 points Republican for. And Trump blew out all of his numbers in the traditional re- Republican base. And now we have a five and a half point margin. And Florida's the same way. Trump moved Florida to the right by a couple by two and a half points, but you see massive, massive Biden growth, even though Trump's big gains with the Cubans and Venezuelans are noted, and his vote with the white conservative counties is out of this out of the world. And what we found today in the canvassing results is there appears to be well more than a million phantom votes cast in the 2020 election.
6: Yeah, it's a lot of votes. Those are two,
7: those are two red states that are obvious. And then there's a bunch of blue states that are blue, blue, blue states. And they are some of them, I think, probably might have gone to Trump in a clean election, like New Jersey. And also the two I've had, like kind of in the back of my mind is like my diagnosis, was they're a lot closer than the certified total? That would be Washington and Oregon. And what you have driving up the votes in Washington and Oregon is is Antifa violence in Seattle and Portland. Oh, yeah. Trump's vote numbers in the suburban counties around King County and Multnomah County are very high. His blowout numbers in the other parts of the state are very high. But we see massive growth on the Democrat column, which hasn't been there since Obama 08, in two states that are mostly progressive aligned, where a lot of third party vote happened in 2016 against Hillary. So you see those two states, and I'm beginning to wonder, based on the canvas findings from Maricopa County, where lost and discarded ballots were a key finding, if Trump might have been able to carry those states in the Pacific Northwest.
4: We're still thinking that California was a lot more red than than it's been in the past i mean california is always always just a lost cause in general but
7: you have a telltale sign that california is not 30 points democrat going on right now and that's the fraud happening in california in the san fernando valley where republicans are showing up to vote and they've been told that they already cast a vote by mail and you would not need to employ such tricks if your state was a 30 point democrat stronghold yep
6: Oh, I am not a
7: red California person, but it's definitely not 30 points, I'll tell you
6: that. Yeah, no,
4: we didn't think it was actually going to like flip completely, but we definitely think it's—
6: You can't call it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Election Day anymore. It's a little bit bloodier than you thought. <clears throat> so you, you mentioned Arizona. Let's jump to that. You guys released a lot of that uh, the canvas information last week. Uh, that was some, some awesome stuff to see and some huge numbers. Um, we know the results from Maricopa aren't all the way out yet. W- what are your feelings on when those finally do get released, which we hope are soon— do you think that's going to do to the whole demographic of what's going going on? Because I want to segue real quick before, you know, we wrap with you just briefly on Pennsylvania and Georgia, which I, I think both of those states have had their toes on the line for a long time. And it's like every time they get to a hearing, every time they get to a judge's ruling, you know, we have two more hard dates this week, one in each state, Georgia and Pennsylvania. I, I really think that they're waiting to just feel a little bit better about it not trying to be scrutinized as much and, you know, conspiracy theoried as much, even though it has nothing to do with it and it's not the truth. I just think that's the way that those state senates feel based off of what's going to come out in, in Maricopa. How do you feel the Maricopa results finally when they're released? How, how groundbreaking is this going to be to the overall narrative of, uh, you know, the media trying to say that Rigdon stolen the big lies, the unreturned diamonds is just a fake narrative.
7: Wendy Rogers has been, out and about a little bit on social media here lately, suggesting mm-hmm. that it's going to come out very soon, maybe. Yes. I think it's going to be released in several different volumes mm-hmm. that appears to possibly be on tap for next week for the start, because there, there's been a number of things that have delayed the audit. I, I try to encourage everybody not to immediately jump to a conspiracy, but you know there's new information that comes in. There's a hold up about the routers as an issue. And obviously there's adjudicating 2.1 million ballots which is massive right it's a lot so this is the third largest county by population in the united states by voting size so you have a a huge task at hand so i do not know the final contents of the audit report i helped analyze the canvas findings but i myself did not participate in the canvassing Mm -hmm. it is very clear that the canvas findings are widespread fraud. you can go out there and find and and by the way for anybody on your audience, I hope that you have some people that are kind of on the fence listening in. But this is not a Republican, Trump, Biden, McSally, Kelly diagnosis here. This is, there's 174,000 ballots that appear to be lost or discarded or swapped out in some way, shape, or form. And that includes ballots for every candidate, yeah. every party. So this is, uh, the, point of, the point of it is, should you move towards a decertification of election it's not oh actually trump should have had this many votes and biden this many it should be this election is not certifiable in its current form for any party in fact if you saw the war room episode i showed 12 races in the county yep
6: we broke part of it down on here
7: nine of them were won by republicans and these are numbers that are some of them are well under one percent some of them are down to the hundreds of votes
6: yeah no, it definitely makes sense jumping so i think
7: that the audit report will give you a chapter bookmark to where people will make decisions on that. Now I don't I don't know what's fully in the audit report. I know the Senate did not approve Canvas findings for the audit, which is disappointing.
6: Yes. Yeah that but, sucks.
7: But the point the point is we we should see yay or nay decisions on other states. I've always said that Arizona's audit findings should domino into Georgia, Georgia is a very obvious Trump state. This is not, this is no laughing matter. This is something that all the politicians that I've talked to several of them know. But the problem is you have the rhino Republican party which is the greatest enemy to patriots in this country but far none and they obstruct and they put patriots on committees that don't really get a whole lot done. And they really just kinda wanna move on down the road and keep business as usual. So that is the biggest issue that we have and it's because we haven't paid attention to this for decades.
6: Yeah, and and we've allowed those Democratic voter integrity groups, in addition to something that I think Bobby Pyton mentioned two shows ago, those Democrat—well, they're registered voters for kids or people that essentially will never vote, which is how they clean the voter rolls with fresh people that have—they're actual humans. Yeah, they mix it up. They They just don't participate generally in elections, so you can sneak in, okay— they're, they're at college age years. We know we have at least two election or four election cycles to get them in here before we have to kind of see. And they're never going to know. They're never going to check. Right. I mean, there's been so many. We're, we're in San Diego, and we've seen so much stuff going on here based on news reports. We've had people send our social medias like, hey, I received my maiden name and my married name.
4: And my cat's name.
6: Right. Voter registration uh, or ballots in the mail. And, and, you know, this is the stuff that's going on. I'm going to walk them both into the precinct, destroy them before I get an actual ballot to vote today, which is a good thing. But, um, you know, in addition to some of the fraud you saw um, uh, in the last election cycle. So you mentioned Georgia. Let's jump there first. Joe Jamero on the 20th has a hearing on whether or not all the evidence he's requested and is being presented, put together right now, um, you know, in regards to starting the audit there in Fulton County is going to go uh, hopefully forward. He seems very receptive off of some of the previous hearings we've had. Um, what do you think is going to go uh, you know, that's that's a Stacey uh, Abrams stronghold down there. And, uh, you know, they're going to be fighting tooth and nail. They've already, you know, filed so many lawsuits to kind of slow up this whole process. What do you think is, is going to start happening once we see uh, Georgia get the ball rolling?
7: If we get the ball rolling in Georgia, so you understand the full forensic audits take a long time. Yes. There's a split in the audit movement over how to best proceed with this. And, and it's what I mentioned before with the alpha personality mm-hmm. thing it has. The canvas is very important. You can see what we came out with in Maricopa County, and and I can also tell you that the forensic auditing is important as well. So should there be traction in Georgia? You have 159 counties, I believe, in Georgia, and a number of them are large. I think that a regional audit of maybe eight of the counties plus a canvas, then that would include several, I think, four very strong Democrat counties in metro Atlanta and four strong suburban counties around Atlanta. I think you would be best served like that. These audits take a long time. The federal government only requires that balloting materials be kept on hand for 22 months after an election. So you're going to eventually get to a point where you run out of runway. But the, and it's a, this is a mess. And I tell people, everybody, everywhere, all the time that this is an unprecedented situation. So it is very normal and natural to not know how this resolves or how, how things are going to shake out. And that's okay. We are on top of, of thousands of years of formerly unprecedented things. So one day there will be a precedent for this time we're living through. We just don't really know how that shakes out. But if we stop, if we stop looking for the truth of 2020, you have to look for the truth of 2020 and build for the future. Yeah, And it's a hundred percent worth it.
6: Uh, it's, it's excellent point right there. Um, Pennsylvania last place I want to touch on with you, you know, Doug Mastriano, great Patriot, also a veteran. Did a lot of stuff going around with Wendy Rogers. He's been very vocal on, on what he wanted to happen and what hopefully will still happen. He's out. We all know the situation that went down there with that. We broke it down uh, on our program a couple weeks ago when it happened. Now you have John Corman in there. Uh, a lot of people a little bit skeptical about, you know, how far he's willing to go in Pennsylvania and what the reasons are behind that, and a lot of it is politics. Um, I, I know we talked about just now how Georgia was – without a shadow of a doubt, always been red. No way it could be blue. Pennsylvania is kind of, you know, it goes ebb and flow with the election cycles. However, you have Joe Biden, you know, campaigning there twice leading up to the election in the last, like, two weeks, basically going around to unions, to energy workers, to the blue-collar Americans and telling them, Listen here, Fat. Right. When I win, I'm going to take your job. You're going to learn how to code. You're going to learn how to build solar panels. And then an 800,000-plus margin of winning is evaporated, essentially in three days. And, and for some reason, Joe Biden wins the state. So getting into a, a you know, an audit there, what, what do you think uh, are some of the things we might see in Pennsylvania?
7: Same, same challenges, 67 counties.
6: Yeah,
7: it's a pretty large state 20, 20 electoral votes. It's one of the 10 largest states in our electoral college. And it's, it's roughly twice the size of Arizona. But you have uh, Pennsylvania, if I would have told you guys in 2016, Maybe if I'd have told y'all in 2014, okay, a few years after Obama had carried Ohio to be reelected. If I'd have told you that Ohio would have been an eight and a half point Republican state in 2016, what would you have said to me? Not with the mm. candidates that we have uh, currently in the mix. Right. So people cannot adjust their mind to accept the reality different than what they're accustomed to. And we've been accustomed to people. Well, I there. I'm in my 30s. You know, we've been accustomed to, well, ever since I've been this old, this state's blue, and this one's red. Mm-hmm. The state, and why they created the red state, blue state narrative, because it's much easier to condition people's brains to only look for the results in about eight or 10 states. But Pennsylvania is very clearly becoming a red state. Now, it's becoming a red state for populist conservative candidates. You know, if the Republican Party were to once again go back to Nikki Haley or Mitt Romney, you right. would see the Democrat tendency, and you would also see that reflected in voter registration. But you have a very strong movement towards Republicans in Pennsylvania, which began in Obama's first term. This is how Obama carried Pennsylvania by 10, and then in his re-election, only carried it by 5. And Mm -hmm. that's with a tax-cut Republican like Mitt Romney that did not appeal to the white working class. So conservative populism, Trump's brand, appeals to not only the white working class, but working classes of all races. And this is why you see in the Rust Belt, Trump is pulling 30% of black men. And you see in the southern parts of this country, you see a large movement with the Hispanic working class. Yes. So Pennsylvania was a no-doubt landslide, and here's how. The registration moved one point in favor of Republicans in Obama's first term, and it cut the margin in half in Obama's re-election. So Romney was within five points, or close to five points. And then you had another massive move. This time it was Republicans gaining and Democrats losing that forecast that the state would move six points right, and Trump would flip it by a point. So if I'm going to look at PA to move blue and and vote for Biden in 2020, I'm certainly going to see that evident in the registration values. And what we had instead was a movement in Pennsylvania ratio 21 to one net new Republican registration. That's 242,000 new Republicans and 11,000 Democrats, which is an absolute bludgeoning. You You cannot come back from something like that, especially when the trend has been turning more and more Republican. Same exact thing in Michigan. You had a 17-point Obama state, then a 9-point Obama state, then a narrow flip for Trump. So there's, there's uh, eight points and then nine and a half points. And now it's continuing on. And you can see it with the Trump vote growth and the voter registration in PA that Michigan is the same as PA. Same exact voter profiles as Ohio too. Pennsylvania was very clearly a Trump state, I would estimate, in the magnitude of 400,000 votes.
6: Yeah, we're we're definitely looking to, you know, see it eventually come out. That that's the narrative. You talk about that 21 to 1 ratio. We've talked about it on the show several times, I think, since you've been mentioning it. And, uh, you know, I think when we had Matt Brainerd on a few weeks ago, he kind of broke down the hardest thing for Republicans is always the voter registration. It's the most methodical and boring and hard to physically do. And, and to have it done in a state like that, that Trump won in 2016, and then to see it flip so, you know— unnaturally in 2020 it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense
7: it was indeed unnatural to be able to reverse that kind of a momentum imagine yourself in florida or maybe there we are in san diego on the beach on a windy day and trying to fight against that current that keeps blowing you down the beach i mean i'm 200 plus pounds and the sometimes the current will just grab me and move me like a baby yeah <laughs> That's how the that's how the elections are. We have these currents and once they're in motion, these coalition shifts are in motion, they don't reverse. Right. Our our elections are decided by very slim margins in the Electoral College. Pennsylvania, when you're losing your white working class base and the minority turnout because President Obama is not at the top of the ticket is not there. And more of the minorities that do vote vote for Trump than ever before. Do the logic tests on this and figure out if you're losing hundreds of thousands of people that normally vote for your party, you have to replace them to get back to even before you talk about a gain over Obama's numbers as Trump is over them in a declining population state. It is stupid that people can't grasp this, which is why people in Pennsylvania, Corman, Benninghoff, Cutler and Grove. These are the fab four. Okay, these are the ones that are stopping the audit movement because they know. They know fully what I know. They play dumb and act like they don't know it, but they, they've campaigned on it. They've, they've known about this shift and the shift towards Republicans in PA is not because of their brand of Republicanism. It's because of the conservative populist brand of it. Yep. And as soon as they fail to produce that, then Pennsylvania will go back to being a traditional working man Democrat state as long as the party is somewhat palatable to that demographic.
6: Yeah, it's uh, couldn't, couldn't be more truthful than what you just said. Listen, before we cut with you, We're going to link your twitter in our show description but besides that do you have any websites that people can follow you telegram anything that you want to give out to our audience we have a pretty interactive listenership and uh you know a lot of people that want to either stay in the know or help out any way they can so why don't you let us know where else we could follow you
7: sure well i do have twitter it's at a i usually use that to trade barbs with the left i don't (laughs) put much of my analysis on there anymore But Telegram is my favorite channel, and that's where most people know me from, and that is at Real S. Keschel. All
6: right, and we we will put a live link in our show description, and hopefully we'll get a whole bunch more patriots who already don't follow you, um, following you after the show comes out this afternoon. Listen, again, we really appreciate it, and and I'm going to reiterate the fact, both your service in the Army and and now what you're doing for the country now, it takes a lot, I'm sure – in your personal life, there's a lot of things that are negatively coming your way because you're so entrenched in this movement. Um, I think people see these, these people on, you know, the characters, the players, and then, you know, Wendy Rogers, yourself, Mike Lindell, General Flynn on TV, they get so accustomed to them, seeing their face, seeing them give out good information, smiling. Um, you know, but we've talked to some of those people behind the scenes and, uh, you know, we kind of know how, much stuff goes on negatively that, that people are trying to do to them and uh, whether it's just character defamation or even physically trying to hurt them. And, you know, we just want to let you know, on behalf of our show and our listenership, we really appreciate what you're doing for our country. And we hope to get you back at some point in the future.
7: Hey, I appreciate it. I just want anybody to know if you're going to try and physically hurt me,
6: you better pack a lunch. Bring it. (laughs) We like it. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, I definitely, you talked I'm about, big, well, you, talk, you talked I'm about, boy, you. <laughs> yeah, you talked about betting on those uh, elections uh, going into 2020. I definitely put the same kind of money on you. Boy, I'm going to eat your lunch. Exactly. So yeah, Mr. Seth Keschel, thank you for coming on steak for breakfast and you take care. Yeah. I
7: appreciate it guys.
4: Have
6: a good day. So what do you think he was kind of the real deal? Yeah, I dig it. I like him, you know, sticking on the same thread and, and like I'm going to mention when we bring Gabby on in a few minutes. We're not going to do our Stop the Steal segment today because we just did Stop the Steal with one of the Stop the Stealers. Well, I don't know if he's a stealer. He's the antithesis of stealer. For sure. He's a diamond returner. Yes. What I hope. What I and Spoiler alert, I, I finally found a recent clip of him talking about the Tiffany's Diamonds. and I'm going to play nice. it for you later in the show. But first, General Flynn weighed in last night. I saw it on a podcast about all the stuff we were just talking about with Seth Keschel. He referenced him several times, so I think it would be a perfect segue just as a little icing on the cake for our Stop the Steal segment today, because it's a pretty big one, uh, let's hear what the general had to say.
1: Well, there's no way in the world that 80 million people voted for, for the, the, the administration that's currently uh, occupying the White House, so no way.
6: Welcome into the show. It's our first appearance. Miss Gabby Fox, thank you for joining us today.
8: No problem. Thanks for having me.
6: Anytime. Yeah, our pleasure. How are you doing?
8: I'm pretty good. I'm, you know, blessed to be in Florida and it's a beautiful day outside and, you know, just watching the commies commie.
6: (laughs) Sounds about right. Commies will commie. Why don't you tell our, our listening audience a little bit about yourself before we get started?
8: So my background is in psychology. I'm actually originally from Chicago area um, RIP to the wonderful city of Chicago. Hopefully Ooh. it makes a comeback, yeah. uh, soon. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I run my own consulting business that helps other small businesses with their operational, uh, needs. And I've been in the fight, so to speak for about mm, three years now, uh, former, you know, moderate Dem. I would say, uh, I hated politics, hated news, never watched, you know, a minute of it. Even then, when I was my younger days knew that it was, uh, it was always so negative. Yeah. Even back then I knew that and I'm like, they never report anything positive that's going on and I'm just not, not subscribing to it. So I, I started paying attention when a lot of people started paying attention and that was the 2016 election. <laughs> Uh, I didn't like Trump at first at all. And I've come around.
4: He grows on you.
8: He does. He, I've said that he does.
4: And at this point, like you got to like him better than the the alternative.
9: Yeah,
6: for sure. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. What? Well, it sounds like you're, you're pretty, uh, you're doing well for yourself, but more importantly, you've, uh, you've developed into a pretty large patriot. I have to say that because, uh, and I've seen some of the work you've been doing online, just in um, exposure and awareness. Um, influencing, we'll call it, even a little bit. And, uh, you know, it, it's definitely something that uh, caught my eye. And it's why I reached out to you. We try to get as many people in this community who have a large voice and, and a equally large following um, to come on and kind of talk. Introduce yourself. You know, people only it, – it's weird. You know, all these people come on our show, whether they be politicians – you know political figures in the uh mix right now or or just people, you know, who are online doing a lot of the frontline legwork like ourselves, like you. And uh you only see them on their accounts. Y- you you want to get to know them more. You want to hear what their opinions really are about. And uh it's it's better than like a 30-second clip on Instagram or Twitter or being in a Telegram where you get like all the op eds You actually get to hear their voice and interact with us, hopefully. People in the community kind of see it as as you're interacting with them as well. So yeah, sure. a little
4: personal a personal touch is always good. You know, when I mean, you can you can look at somebody's account and man, it's a lot of memes. That's pretty good. And then you actually talk to them and you're like, oh, okay. So there's
6: there's a person behind there's part memes. B besides that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we hope you. Kinda... I've
8: noticed I'm one of the few, uh, not the few, but the few that. Definitely crosses the safety line in far as what I post that will actually put my face out there. You know, there's a lot of Big risk. um, People on the front lines that try to keep their accounts anonymous and you know their faces and their identity out of it. Um, That's us. But, yeah, I'm a real person and I, you know, my concerns are real, you know, Um, being afraid for and concerned about the future generations. Should be something that we should unapologetically, um, you know, fight for.
4: Yeah, that's not a that's not a red or blue thing. That's just yeah, we got to save ourselves somehow.
6: Yeah, and yeah. and we're doing the best job we can at uh, attempting to do that. Um, all right, let's jump right into the news. We're gonna go back. We're gonna paint a little bit of a picture leading up to today. Um, we just obviously had, and we only touched on it a little bit on Friday because I knew there was gonna be an enormously large news cycle. Um, regarding the 9/11 holiday memorial remembrance, and um, I was I was waiting to see just how politicized you know they were going to be willing to go this year, and it seems like the you know enemies of freedom kind of went all in, right? Um, going into the weekend, Trump jumped on with their first interview with the Gateway pundit. It, it was pretty good. Um, Trump had a really big weekend. He, he was probably one of the, the major winners of the 9-11's Remembrance. But um, he referenced something that we talk about and joke about on the show, but it's a clip that's been eluding us for a long time, and it's the stolen diamonds. Yes. And so it's one of Noah's favorites. I pulled it, and just kind of start starting the narrative going into the weekend, let's hear about how you know, Trump referenced that in regards to the 2020 election on Friday with the Gateway Pundit. Yeah, if these various states become decertified any uh, any thoughts well it's going
0: to be interesting i mean you know when you rob uh the store of its diamonds i always say tiffany and you rob tiffany of its diamonds and you get caught you're supposed to return them and uh, i got to, uh, uh, among other things right but you have to return well a lot of people are talking about that now because uh you take a look at the the polls and they people know what's going on and and in arizona the reason there's such uh, spirit in Arizona, and now you look at the other states, it's the people. It's not me. The people are rising up, and they're saying, wait a minute. you can, And they're taking rhinos. They're saying, you can't let people get away with this. And people that were rhinos are now leading the charge because they're not going to win in the next election. There's no way, no way people that aren't in support of a forensic audit like Arizona – and even quicker cause you know, it can go quicker, but a strong forensic, lawyer, there's no way they can win an office. There's no way they get the primary and there's no way they're going to win. This has become a very big movement. And then you're going to have to say, well, okay, we caught them cheating. Uh, you're going to let somebody that cheated stay for three more years. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it.
6: Wow. No, neither, neither can we. And he is of course talking about the stop the steal movement. Um, We'll take our first poll. It's early. Gabby, before we jump into it with, with, some commentary, 2020 presidential election. We usually have three choices you could pick from. Um, it's rigged and stolen crime of the century or unreturned diamonds. Which one do you feel, uh, best fits you?
8: What was the second?
6: Uh, it's crime of the century, rigged and stolen or unreturned diamonds as Donald Trump just referenced with uh, Jim Hoff on Friday.
8: Um, I would say,
6: I would say rigged and stolen.
0: The election was rigged and stolen. It was a disgraceful election.
6: Excellent choice. Correct. Yeah, excellent choice. So yeah, we we kind of feel we're in the same narrative. I'm usually all of the above. I always pick D, and uh, I like Crime of the Century too. Though I'm not going to lie to you, that's Crime that's, of the Century. yeah. OAN runs with that one. I think
4: know. that'd be a good T-shirt. Yeah. Crime of the Century.
8: That's a, You I'm, know why I don't like Crime of the Century? Why? Because, you know, one of Trump's biggest uh, sort of pressure points that that he worked on in his administration was child trafficking or Mm -hmm, human trafficking, and to me, that whole ring of ill—you know—it obviously goes beyond the elites, but the elites plus—that's a lot. um, That's that's the crime of the century to me. Is that they've been getting away with this for probably a century.
6: All right, I'm back to rigged (laughs) and stolen. Nice. Well, that that's pretty interesting that, that she mentioned that because when you talk about one of the uh, centerpieces of that narrative in a, in a way that I'm trying to shape how we were going into the 9-11 Memorial Holiday on Saturday Hillary Clinton jumped on cable news networks to kind of give a little bit of insight onto how they were going to shape the narrative going into 9-11 and uh it's a disgusting shame and a disgrace that, they, that they're that they still harping on this stuff. Um, but they, they are using the narrative and, and kind of went in all in on referring to the people who were involved in the 9-11 attacks and other attacks on the United States to the people who protested outside the Capitol on January 6th. And as we'll learn in a couple minutes, that she wasn't the only one that was going to try and carry that narrative through. The weekend disgustingly so let's hear what uh killdog had to say killdog yeah
2: I have a new home here on times square and as thrilled as i am to be here i admit i'm a little nervous sometimes I, i'm looking around more than i normally do and i think a lot of americans are concerned about a threat risk here in the united states because of our withdrawal from afghanistan do you share those concerns i think you always have to be uh, vigilant gail and and certainly that Unfortunately, it comes with uh, living in the world as we know it today. But actually, I am more concerned about internal threats. Mm. Uh, we always have to be aware of and protect against external threats. But what really is uh, tearing our country apart and threatening our democracy is what we saw on January 6th. And I, unfortunately, have seen so much of that kind of continuing divisiveness and hatred and ideological uh, attitudes about our democracy, about each other. So yes, we have to be constantly aware of potential uh, damage, attacks, threats from outside. But I think every American, uh, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, Uh, should be as worried if not more right now about what we're doing to ourselves Mm. you know we can take anything we can we can overcome anything we can come back from anything if we're if we're united but if we are going to continue to uh, hate each other, uh, scapegoat each other, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, try to undermine each other, go after our institutions, our, our voting system. Uh, yeah, then we are putting <laughs> ourselves at great risk. And that's mm-hmm. what keeps me up at night these days.
6: Yeah, you. Were- so they started off that, I don't know if you guys caught it, just where the clip picks up the host that had Hillary on was saying that, you know, she had just moved to an apartment in times square. And she finds herself not because of the outrageous and skyrocketing crime numbers in New York, but because of white nationalism, she finds herself looking over her shoulders a lot more Oh no, lately when she walks down the street, which kind of led into... Oh,
8: I thought she said it was because of the Afghan withdrawal.
6: Yeah, but it's the response from the Afghan withdrawal, which Hillary Clinton kind of painted as insurrectionists are the ones Mm -hmm. that are causing all the division in our country, whether they're talking about election integrity or moves that the military makes and references to um, federally mandated vaccine mandates and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, so it was it was kind of something that she kind of led into, and, and I thought it was very disturbing. It, it's disgusting, and it's extremely inappropriate for, you know, what's going on right now, especially around the 9-11 holiday. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit before we kind of get into day of event. So there's been a lot of information that's come out over the last two weeks regarding 9-11. We found through some recently uh, released documents that kind of like the same thing that happened on January 6th, the same thing that happened with the uh, Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot. Um, The FBI was all over those events, embedded, encouraging, didn't the, didn't the FBI guy that was uh, in charge of that one get arrested? He got fired. Fired? Yeah, the one and Noah's talking about the Governor Whitmer investigation. Uh, that he mm-hmm. basically set those guys up to do, you know, basically gave them all the tools and then said, "Go do it," and then tried to stop them and said, "Oh, look what they're doing." You know, it, it's kind of so funny. Several of the hijackers from from nine eleven. Apparently stayed with FBI informants. That's been leaked. That's awkward. In addition to some of the scrubbing that our own government did, um, trying to erase the uh, footprint that connects Saudi Arabia to some of those people in the United States, and uh, tried to absolve the CIA of issuing a lot of those uh, visas to those people at the direction of Robert Muir, which is another... Large character involved in all this, which which doesn't seem to get into the mainstream media. Stand-up guy? Yeah, we've also had some video re-released where we only saw still shots. Still baffling to me. Washington, D.C. is probably one of the most surveilled cities in the universe. Cameras everywhere. But meanwhile, there's no footage available. Of anything. Yeah. Except something that looks like a van, a white blob, something hitting the Pentagon. A nine eleven? Yeah, it was real low. I, I find it hard to believe. A seven sixty seven? A
4: seven sixty seven is I mean, there there would be touchdown points, like for the, the landing gear.
6: You would essentially have to land and roll into it.
4: Yeah, or you'd be skipping like a stone across a lake.
6: Now you're talking about also the, the images that have shown of the aftermath before they covered it and eventually demolished it that show something that doesn't represent uh a plane that had a wingspan of over 120 feet.
4: Yeah, and then no debris that's smaller than, or larger than something you could pick up with your hands. A wheel, Yeah, a fraction of a turbine.
6: Um, Everybody's got a different narrative on it. There's also those videos that have have been circulating online, ones that don't show planes hitting the building, ones that show slow motion or still-by-still shots of the planes hitting the building, whether or not it was a plane, a missile, a drone. You just don't see things consistent with a passenger plane hitting the building Uh, there's a lot of evidence that leads to that regardless of what your narrative is a lot of people especially first responders died on that day um you know responding to that Um, i put out my feelings online on 9-11 i said you know it was it was one of the most overt times in, in recent memory that the deep state and the cabal collaborated to bring their war to the people of the united states physically And that's just how I feel about it. Um, Gabby, before we start touching on some of the things that happened on 9-11 this year, what are your feelings on what happened just in general regarding? I mean, at the end of the day, even if you go to look at the the actual black and white 9-11 commission report, at the very least, the government put out saying that they can't explain what happened to Building 7. There's no scientific explanation for it. And that's in the 9-11 commission report. It would be the first
4: time in history that a freestanding building would just free fall drop from fire because those are built to withstand.
6: Planes hitting them.
4: Yeah. (laughs) I was trying not to use that one, but yeah.
8: So the first thing that I always preface before I even touch on this topic is I don't understand why people get upset at people trying to figure out why things don't add up from that day, because it doesn't take away the fact that Americans died. Right. It doesn't take away the fact that there was an attack on Americans and it should not be tolerated and people should absolutely be upset about it. Yeah. But I would think people that lost a loved one or knew someone that You know, perished in that disaster, would want to know if there was some shenanigans going on,
6: to say the least,
8: and some collusion going on between foreign nationals that may, that definitely want to do us harm, and our own government. And the fact that people get so upset, even, you know, when people even want to discuss it. doesn't really make sense to me. Well, I think Uh, it's, I think
4: it's the knee jerk reaction that, you know, if you want to say the left or anybody that's, you know, against truth at this point, I think it's their knee jerk reaction because it's the same with everything else. Everything else that we talk about, people are going to take whatever the most ridiculous claim is, and they're going to latch onto that as the reason why it's invalid. So Right. There are a lot of wild allegations regarding nine eleven. Yeah. We can admit that. Yeah. And there's a lot of total tinfoil hat people that have some shit that you're just like, yeah. okay, that's a little far. But people that are upset about it, they're latching on to the most insane the most wild extreme. allegations. And that's their excuse to invalidate. To discredit it.
6: everything. Yeah. Just yeah. like just like the twenty twenty presidential election, you say widespread voter fraud. Which we're finding out more and more every day, based off of some of these things that are happening on state in and then, states, and then people go to like they're looking for bamboo ballots, right? Donald Trump continues to uh, pontificate the big yeah. lie, you know. That's how all those mainstream, and, and then they don't give any context to it, even though there's canvassing going on, there's judges asking for things, there's hearings. I like that are the beginning.
8: fact that he turns it around on them and says that the big lie is that there was no election issues,
6: exactly. So. Um.
8: So my take on nine eleven is absolutely. It was not, you know, a few foreign nationals that came over and perpetrated that on their own. Absolutely not. Agreed. You can't explain what happened to Building 7. You can't explain why there's absolutely no footage or proof of a plane hitting the Pentagon. Uh, You can't explain why it was only building seven in the pentagon that were involved in the 2.7 trillion that went missing i think yep. it's 2.7 don't quote me on it was yep. two point something a um, lot um it was a lot that went missing like why why is that connection there like you have to explore things it's not to say that it's definitely this or definitely that but the fact that um there's so many discrepancies and also People that are in construction and that are in de- demolition have come out and said, "There's no way that, and including Trump, that just the planes caused those buildings to collapse." Well, and all the, the several interviews people that stepped over. Yeah, several people um, reported that you know bombs went off on other floors. Yeah. As the planes hit. yeah, there was so firemen
4: it, sitting at the base of the building saying that it sounded like a demolition charge went dem- off. Yeah. yeah,
6: and they w- they have experience in that because whenever you do have those events, a lot of people don't know. Fire and rescue stands by Yeah. because if anything goes wrong. So especially in a place yeah. like New York City where you have buildings coming down and going up all the time, you, you would have to think a lot of those uh, metropolitan fire departments would have experience in working in and around controlled demolition. And with a controlled demolition, like if you do that shit wrong... It's like, you know, those
4: videos of people on YouTube where they're like cutting a tree down next to their house and they just make the make the niche a little bit too far to the side and then they blast through their roof. It's like that's that's a legitimate thing. Like if an unstable building would go and fold rather than drop like that would cause epic. I mean, you'd be taking out people for probably blocks. Yeah, it'd be.
8: Well, now that all those documents came out saying that the CIA and FBI were aware of prior, you know, intel before it happened so you're telling me that george george bush who used to head the cia and became president the only guy to ever do that
4: yeah nobody's making phone calls to him like you're
8: telling me that his son didn't know that there uh, that there was any intelligence and he acted like he can't believe this has happened like come on
6: just I mean they were reading duck duck goat in the classroom when he was notified so Wow.
4: Well, and the amount of time that those planes flew around
6: like Like really? I'm sorry. After plane 1 I mean, I know there's it's also been revealed that Vice President Dick Cheney who was acting as the president that day, kind of weird. Another thing that's never been explained did give a stand down order to NORAD after the first plane supposedly hit the first building yeah no holds barred at that point like you, you go have, ahead and drop them right jet scrambled planes that aren't responding or that you can confirm that are hijacked if that was a the thing they'd be blown up yeah so it's like or just disabled right crash into the white house yeah. crash into the pentagon or just crash into a, a large part of manhattan not going to happen 200 people on a plane expendable at that point yeah which just, sucks but yeah just the fact of the matter that, that, so, that would be policy. It's in- interesting that we touched on him because my next audio now is is a continuation of that narrative that Hillary Clinton was starting mm. on Friday, Saturday morning. Uh, first time that a sitting president hasn't spoken at any of the 9-11 memorials. But you did have a former one that we just mentioned, Junior, um, talking in uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and kind of alluded to the fact that uh, there was a definite terror threat back in 2001 It's developed into something a little bit new in 2021.
5: The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdainful pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit. And it is our continuing duty to confront them. After 9-11, Millions of brave Americans stepped forward and volunteered to serve in the armed forces. The military measures taken over the last 20 years to pursue dangers at their source have led to debate. But one thing is certain we owe an assurance to all who have fought our nation's most recent battles. Let me speak directly to veterans and people in uniform. The cause you pursued at the call of duty is the noblest America has to offer. You have shielded your fellow citizens from danger. You have defended the beliefs of your country and advanced the rights of the downtrodden. You have been the face of hope and mercy in dark places. You have been a force for good in the world. Nothing that has followed, nothing, can tarnish your honor or diminish your accomplishments, to you and to the honored dead, our country is forever grateful.
6: So that's what you got instead of basements there. Um, pretty interesting to see. You know, they won't specifically say it, but you, you know who he's talking about now. If you, if you don't believe in the decisions that the administration are making or mandates that come from the NIH and the CDC. Trash. Um, or if you believe that the election was rigged and stolen you are now the new face of terrorism. So I I, I thought it was absolutely disgusting way to kind of jump into the narrative of the the weekend. I've never been a terrorist before. You haven't? No, I don't think so. Well, that's good to hear. Me either. Yeah.
4: It's kind of a bummer. Didn't really want that label.
6: Yeah. If
8: that's what, if that's what it means to be a terrorist these days, I'll take it.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not, it's not a terrible thing. It's, it's, it's it's a thing. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's just funny. That's f- for as important as a holiday and, and mem- mem- remembrance that that is, they decided to, uh, you know, kind of take that narrative going. in. that's how they were going to spend it in addition to, and we're going to get into it in a minute. The uh,
4: And it's almost cliche to say. I can't even imagine the travesty that a Biden speech would have been.
6: The hijacking that happened at Ground Zero on this Saturday. We'll talk about that in a second. Papa weighed in. Um, Shortly thereafter and before his big day started, he he released a statement. And this was in regards to those comments we just heard from, from junior. So interesting to watch former president Bush, who is responsible for getting us into the quicksand of the middle East and then not winning as he lectures us that terrorists on the right are a bigger problem than those from foreign countries that hate America and that are pouring into our country right now. If that is so, why was he willing to spend trillions and trillions of dollars about anything? The World Trade Center came down during his watch. Bush led a failed and uninspiring presidency. He shouldn't be lecturing anybody. So that's how kind of, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how he clapped back on Saturday morning before his larger than average day started. So that, that, that's kind of where we were at going into it. Um at some point, Joe Biden was able to uh, walk away from his delegation, probably without permission, and uh, walked up close enough to the cameras uh, that he had to he got sucked into answering some questions. Is that when he was sniffing kids? Or no, that was actually at Ground Zero. That we're we're still at Shanksville right now. So um, they they did catch him briefly. Let, let's hear what he had to say about you know what's important on nine eleven. Chocolate, chocolate chip, close. that,
1: you know, well, you know what, what do you want to do with Biden? I want to box him. I, mean, you know, I should be so lucky. You know what I mean? But it is the, the, the kinds of things or, you know, stuff that's coming out of Florida, stuff that's coming out of, you know, Robert E. Lee in Afghanistan, you're the one. Huh? No. Anyway,
6: I don't Anyway, yeah, that, that that that's literally. First of all, he 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 started bitching. That he started off that response bitching that Donald Trump said, if if he had anybody to box. I just want to put this out there.
4: Pay per view, end mm-hmm. world hunger. Mm-hmm.
6: I'm just saying, I would pay to see it. He can't even walk. Literally, He right? can't even walk. It would, it would literally. Be like, Donald Trump outweighs him by like 75 pounds at least.
4: Can you even imagine? Even though he's lost weight. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, one of his handlers? Like, it, I, all I'm seeing in my head is the mother at the the
6: giant mall of America that lost track of her child, and she's like, oh, shit, where's my kid? That's probably exactly what they said before. Oh, my. They're like, Did he just say if Robert, Robert E. Lee was in Afghanistan, he <laughs> probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he didn't mention was ice cream. Oh, uh, Well, he was on his way to it. He was, you know he was on his way. So he was not allowed to speak at Ground Zero. And, you know,
8: uh, I hate... When uh, I would never normally laugh at or poke fun at or ridicule, you know, someone that was elderly that says ridiculous things. Yeah. But <laughs> seeing as it's Biden and he is a predator, um yes. and just an overall piece of shit.
4: Well, it's it's not I it's not us that are committing elder abuse. It's it's them for yeah, putting just, him in the situation. Oh yeah. So his wife for is sure. like it,
8: his wife is. By the way, his wife, before he came out with his new mandates right. um, that no one's going to enforce, um, his wife wanted to go. According to Jack Posobiec and his insider, his White House insider, his wife wanted to go full Australia
6: on yep. us. Yep, yeah. You would you would definitely be seeing why countries like Australia, New Zealand don't have the UK, guns. Well, wish they had a Second <laughs> Amendment. And how much we enjoy having one if they ever tried to do something like that. That's just the fact of the matter. You're not going to have it to where, like, I mean, I've seen so much stuff come out of those. Like, there was a lady last week. She was a reporter. She drove out of her house, her neighborhood, just to see what would happen. She was immediately pulled over and told she was being arrested. Because the app that they all have to check into to prove that they're at home pinged that she had left her five kilometers of her, you know, area they also
8: arrested her they said because she was at a demonstration or filming a demonstration and inciting something
4: inciting freedom
8: (laughs) yeah basically yeah it's just i just can't believe they got that many australian cops and like guards to to go along with this like it
4: well, I can't believe people. I don't know. People I, I are feel are like we have a lot this.
8: more cops in this country that would not, yeah, at all go 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 along with something
6: like that. No, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, we've seen videos of it already, where there's sher- You know, they'll put out some even here in California. Well, in
4: high visibility, law enforcement leaders and
6: upper echelon brass are saying no. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, like, no, sheriffs will just come that's... out. I'm I'm speaking on behalf of the entire agency. We're not doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, we we literally have citizens to protect lives to save. We're not worrying about who's wearing a fucking mask at the beach while you're tanning in a bikini. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we've seen some instances of it across the country, but those are the really big and purchasing but oil that
4: being said, you know, devil's advocate, there are a lot of videos of law enforcement going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. In a bad way yep. about that kind of stuff. Like the oh, yeah. the guy that was like paddle boarding in Newport no, Beach or something. That's the one I'm referencing right like, now.
6: That is idiotic. Yeah, that's like the General Milly of local law enforcement right Yeah, exactly. Now. So looking for white rage. God, and I hate to, that guy. Trying to figure Speaking out.
8: Speaking what... of Milly, he's in the news
6: today. <laughs> Saw it. Yeah? What color yeah. eyeshadow is he wearing? Mm. It looks like uh, some people are ready to flip on him with some with some hot leaked audio. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get into that during our uh, Afghanistan hearings segment. So Donald Trump... Off the heels of all that crap, started his big day. Now, let's remember last month, now embarrassingly res- resignationed Governor Nipple Rings Cuomo. Resigned. Put out a statement saying at one of his pressers, if Donald Trump ever decides to come back to New York City, he's going to need, and I'm quoting now, an army around him to be able to walk down the streets. Eat the sausage. Right. So, after, <coughs> after the Ground Zero ceremony which was the first time in 19 years that some of the actual heroes from that day, and I'm talking about survived first responders, Rudy Giuliani, Bernard Carrick, were not front and center, but instead replaced with Barry and Mike Obama, Mm. a Hillary Clinton body double, Joe and Mrs. Biden, and the Bushes, amongst others. Kind of as a, oh, and AOC and Nancy Pelosi. Don't forget them; they were there too. So some of the people that don't give a shit about our country the most were in the front row for the ceremony. Uh, photo op. Yeah, as for a photo with op, the
4: masks on garbage.
6: Whoa. With the with the masks on when they were filming, we do have we've we've all seen the leaked video of five minutes before when nobody has masks on and they're all yeah. talking face to face. Yeah, I mean there was some
4: masks on, but not enough to on the high uh, high level. Uh, oh.
8: Yeah. people.
6: Yeah. So Donald Trump, and I
8: just wonder, like, has anyone ever, you know, you know, showed that photo or, or posted that photo to one of the, you know, the leftist cheerleader profiles and just said, what do you think about this?
4: Well, they completely ignore anything. It's just like anything in the news cycle that makes the administration look bad is completely wiped from the internet, completely ignored. And even if you Hold your phone up to somebody's face and say, look at this picture. They'll rationalize it somehow.
6: Like Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done. She has to get her hair done. She, she has to go back and get ice cream. Uh, Gavin Newsom has to eat at his It's his restaurant. Why wouldn't he eat there with 20 people and no social distancing while everybody else is locked down? Why wouldn't he go on vacation to Montana? and Hawaii, and Cancun. If I'm putting people at risk by not wearing a mask... Why wouldn't his kids go to school without masks on and not closed? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Most importantly, though, Donald Trump did make his triumphant return back to New York, minus the army. He didn't have an army? Well, he had an army of supporters. And everything was fine? And he did speak several times during that visit to New York. And he met with the people that actually it was for the first responders
4: could you hear the nipple rings
6: jingling in the background of Cuomo? Yeah. Who knows where he is right now. But interestingly enough he made a visit he
8: made a very he he made a very fake statement Trump? about uh Cuomo did.
6: Oh.
4: Oh. He makes a lot of those.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, um Well, oh, Antoinette just joined us. Oh, hey.
8: Hello guys. Hi. Hi.
4: Can't see yet.
8: Hi, I've been following her for a long time. Yeah, well, well there, we've been um, waiting
4: for her to join for a little while. There she is. Yeah, a lot of uh, power outages in Vegas right now. I'm yeah,
6: I'm gonna say she's. She still- might be. She might be frozen. No, she's just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Donald Trump made a visit to the 17th precinct. Ooh, yeah, to talk to some New York firefighters and policemen, first responders. And uh, believe it or not, didn't need an army to be pretty well-recepted. Received? People were happy to see him. And, and he went out and talked about a few things, one of them being uh, what's happened in Afghanistan because of the strong correlation to you know, 9-11 and, and such. Let's hear what he had to say when he visited some of the boys.
10: That's worse than any stain we've ever had before. It's an embarrassment. Biden didn't even speak today. He went to all three places. And he didn't speak. Mm. I wonder why yeah. I wonder why he didn't speak. No, think Time of it. No telephone He went <laughs> no telegram. He went no, he went to three places, all three places. He went to the Pentagon, went to Pennsylvania, he came here, and he didn't speak. <laughs> is that me in the background uh, a shame. the election was rigged and that's what we got out. that's what we got out. listen I want to thank everybody uh, you are incredible people we love you we always will and a lot of things interesting happening uh, they are you know they're only good at doing bad things in my opinion if they fought the war the way they fought the election where they stole it I don't even say stole it. They rigged it. Yeah. You wouldn't have had a war. You would have had the thing. They would have been apologizing 20 years ago. But they didn't do that. They don't do that. They only do bad stuff. You wonder whether or not they love our country. I love you. Thank you all very much.
6: So you could see he was warmly received there in addition to a lot of the uh, commentary that was coming from the boys in blue and the firefighters in regards to basements. So he can't finish the sentence. Um, there's no teleprompter. He's a mutt. Stuff like that. Uh, Trump will continue. He was asked, as he is everywhere, about what his plans are for the future. And we all know from listening to audio previously in this episode, he, he wants the diamonds returned. The diamonds. And that this sh- shan't stand for the next three years. But, uh, you know, when people ask him about his plans for the future, he definitely has to give him an answer. So let's hear what he had to say about that. Spotlights
10: on me, I guess. Are you going to run again, Mr. President? Oh, that's a tough question. (laughs) Actually, for me, it's an easy question. Okay. I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but we're not supposed to be talking about it yet from the standpoint of uh, campaign finance laws, which, frankly, are ridiculous. Okay? Mm. You want to know the truth. But we have to live with it. But I think you're going to be happy. Let me put it that way, okay? I think you're going to be very happy. When I see what's going on, we had the greatest economy in the world. We did things that nobody thought even possible. Uh, Everybody had the best jobs. We were even getting along with the other side. They were starting to come in and, and, uh, you know, the radical left, I call them. But they couldn't compete with what we were doing. From jobs to regulations to we rebuilt the military. They gave 85 Mm -hmm. billion of it away. Brand new Mm -hmm. Apache helicopters. Can you believe they gave them away? Why would you give away? You fly him out. You take them out. And they had all the time in the world. We had everybody on hold. The Taliban was on hold. I dealt with the top guy, Abdul. And there was nothing he was going to be doing with us. Abdul. All of a sudden, we have a rigged election. And all of a sudden, we we flee Afghanistan. Mm. You know That's why I'm saying, what timing, what horrible mm. timing, the 20th anniversary. And I watched the speeches, and not one person spoke about the fact that three days ago, we fled Afghanistan and we left Americans behind and others too. And we left 85 billion dollars worth of the best equipment ever made. Much of it that I bought they left it behind. Why would they leave it behind? We could have stayed the there reason? for one month or 3 years. They weren't going to be able to do anything, but they left. And when they left, there was a vacuum and then they came in and filled the vacuum. And whoever thought of this, a 5-year-old would have said the military goes out last, and that's what they wanted. They couldn't believe they were leaving. So it was gross incompetence, and I hate to talk about it on this day, but people are saying, why aren't they talking about what the hell we did? So I think you're gonna be very happy. Mr. President? Yes, please.
6: A couple of good points that he made there. I didn't realize it the first time I cut that audio, um, some of the things he said. What if we did leave a lot of the equipment there because it was because Trump rebuilt the military? and purchase a lot of the things that were left there just out of spite we've seen so much stuff out of spite so many canceled eos and new eos in the first couple of months of this occupying administration that we have right now um i
8: didn't
6: think about it that way yeah neither, neither did but i now i am it's kind of interesting that why wouldn't it make sense or not make sense because everything else they've been from the border to trade deals, yeah, just everything they've
4: done, right? It, and we've, I've said this multiple times. Everything, it just feels like it's out of spite. Like yeah. we're gonna cancel this, yep. like Operation Talon. There's no viable reason or for the you to XL cancel. pipeline
6: or the Paris Accords. You
4: name it, pretty yeah, but, much so far. But specifically, Operation Talon. There's right. no it's, it's a big negative to that. There's all positive, yeah. but it's like
6: he did it right. So it's gone. It's gone. It
8: was either intentional to get back at Trump, or it was intentional to arm. Our enemies on purpose. Yeah. So they can have a second 9/11, so that they can say, "Oh, we need martial law. We need we need to lock everyone down. Oh, we're gonna have to confiscate the assault weapons." Well, yeah. it's
4: more. You it's gonna be, be more uh, difficult for them to manage the enemy when they cause have, they want Apaches and. <laughs> well, no, they want to go back. They right. want to go back. They need a never-ending war to continually throw money at the military-industrial complex. All that nonsense. Mm-hmm and now they've just made a much more viable enemy to combat.
6: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see moving forward um on whether or not we get that and things like you know. Oh, well, now we definitely need a new Patriot Act, but this time with masks. <laughs> um Rudy was out and about. Good old Rudy. Um and he he kind of jumped on Time per second poll. Steve Bannon's war room. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby, we do a poll every week. It, it was based off of some uh, non-factual information that was leaked online mm. sometime last year around Easter. Is Steve Bannon Q? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. Noah? I thought about it again. Mm-hmm. Still no. Oh, Antoinette. <laughs> Did she freeze again? No. Oh no
8: oh her mic goes off oh shit sorry (laughs) nope
6: oh okay gabby
8: no are you sure positive
4: on a scale of one to no where are you no
8: (laughs) no (laughs) perfect do you guys remember when my maria dropped that
6: she said it. Oh, <laughs> we've got a long time without saying her name, but we've been trying not to Yes, that's where it was sourced. It- I'm
8: not, listen, I, I don't have to dog anyone. Like, literally, I don't.
6: Don't no, worry, we dog her all the time. There's no
8: reason to do it. But um, it was really funny to see the reaction to it yeah. by people that obviously didn't agree with her. And then also the weird, like, get your vax cards here thing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah.
6: that. So that, that, that I think all... she
8: thought, I don't think she thought through a lot of things she did. Oh, and, and her whole like, we're in a simulation, we're all computer bots. Uh, have you've never seen your neighbor bringing groceries? But I, I have, I, I, I'm just I not so self absorbed that I don't notice my neighbors, but you might be. Yeah.
6: Wait. Stop, stop trying to, you know, I
8: actually commented that on that one. I was like, Good. no, I've definitely seen my neighbors bringing groceries. Maybe you're just to too much in your own bubble
6: well she she just like side eyeingly constantly references like that jim carrey movie and wants it to be real life i'm sure there are aspects of it that may or may not in fact be cinematic conditioning in a way um but i just don't believe the whole world is simulation bullshit what if what if
4: you just like flew out to wherever she is and like with like a a light and just like dropped it off a building like while she was walking by not on her but oh like a studio light, the truman show yeah you know (laughs) She also did
6: say that uh, Jesus and the resurrection was kind of bullshit too. Mm. But it, it, yeah, that's
9: what I was gonna ask. I I don't know the details of what she said, but I heard like, a, a bit about it. Did she actually say that? Yeah, I
6: have it screenshot on my phone, but it's like fifteen thousand memes on here, so it's it's gonna take a while <laughs> yeah. to try and find that one. Yeah,
8: mine is so bad. I have to clean mine out before I get a new phone.
6: But but leave it to people um, like the breb and 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 you know, accounts like that that will surely repost it whenever she goes and makes a, a a comment He's
8: my favorite.
6: yeah, he's definitely up there as one of them. Yeah. He was a real treat to have on the show a couple months ago, too. so it was it was good getting to know him. He's a good guy.
8: What is his background?
6: Um, he puts out the news. He kind of didn't give us any insight into it. he He is a complete anon. so gotcha. yeah, gotcha. He, 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 I figured. Good guy, though. We were glad to have him on. We hope to have him back again soon.
8: Have you guys ever had Garbaggio on?
6: Sure have. Yeah.
8: Nice.
6: It was a good time. He's yeah. super nice. We yeah. popped yeah. his cherry. We popped Brebs. Sheep No More. Um, a couple nice. others. Yeah.
9: No More on? This was before me, obviously. Yeah, we did. Oh, we we had, nice. like,
6: Brebs, Sheep, and... Uh, Garbaggio, all in like a month and a half span. So it'd be like one would say yes, we'd bang it out, and then I'd immediately message the next one like, "Hey, they're doing it. Everybody wants to hear you. Jump on." Yeah. So you know, and it's 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 all different. Some of them, you know, did really well and was smooth. Some of them had um, a lot of colorful insight. Um, I think uh, probably Sheep has has probably the most experience. He's getting ready to start his own. He's going to be doing, like, a news show. Nice. He's completely – uh, he's going to – I heard him on We the People radio podcast last week. He was their guest. Uh, James in Reverse Mockingbird did a segment or had him on, and, uh, you know, they were talking, and, and he he's completely – I don't know if he said – figured out a way to redistribute, like, the Q map, the original one, and, and, like, make it so it, you know, is available for everybody with, like, interactive ways to kind of understand it a little bit more for the noobs. And then he's going to have, like, his whole news thing, which is kind of like a, you know, kind of like a revolver style news page that gives you, like, links to everywhere and stuff like that, like he already has, in addition to doing some potting. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. You see a lot more people in the community kind of jumping in the arena, which is good. It only strengthens our movement and makes it a lot stronger
8: reverse mockingbird uh so i just started my podcast right two weeks ago and reverse mockingbird he's getting his self himself set up as well with his equipment and stuff so yeah he's he's very nice as well he's a good he guy he actually helped me he helped me pick my name nice yeah
6: he, he was he was putting in uh we're in we're in a couple of different group chats and he had like a he was saying, like, names. For, he's going to start one soon. Mm-hmm. He has a really nice, yeah. deep, velvety voice. Um, and, and he was just like, yeah, I can't, I'm thinking of names. And I, I think it was, like, Apocalypse Cast or something. Like, he just said something completely mm-hmm. off the wall. And he's like, no, I just made that up when I'm driving. He's like, that's not what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, me and him speak almost every day. He's a good guy and, uh, you know, pivotal member in this community as well. Mm-hmm. So jumping back to it, Rudy, now that we've come to our – poll numbers four out of four today um jumped on with uh steve bannon not q in the war room uh, for a live event they did on nine eleven. and let's hear some of that as rudy talks shit about some of the uh, members of the cabal
3: uh, uh, chief esposito who did get hit and uh, fought anyway i mean these are all men who died or were trapped in buildings and their heroism saved the city we we used to always be up front with Mayor Bloomberg today they put all these Democrats up front Like it was a Democratic, uh, I don't know what, a Democratic National Committee session. Hold on, hold on. My favorite was Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi Pelosi in San Francisco. I don't remember Nancy Pelosi in one of the towers. I don't. I do do not remember Nancy Pelosi (laughs) carrying someone out of the towers. Nor do I remember. I mean, Chuck Schumer was there a lot later on pushing people out of a screenshot, but he he didn't go in the towers. (laughs) Not a single person that was put up front was there with me on September 11th, but they all were Democrats, every single one of them, and we've never politicized this before, and that's why I think it was very wise that President Trump didn't come. Oh, you do? You agree with that then? He should not have come. In fact, if he came, I would have told him to go away. I'd have said this. They, they have, home have home bastardized. Home. We're breaking some news here. You were that upset? And oh, yeah, they should. I tweeted it out right away. I, I said "This they have, they have, for the first time, politicized this event. You know, and, and it wasn't just me. I've got 30 people behind me who almost died. Every year, they're up front. The families expect to see them up front. They're the people who walked in and carried people the families out. families that do the reading of the names and the yeah. are there. And they have Nancy Pelosi there? Come on. AOC? I mean, she was about 12 years old when it happened. Probably cowering under a bed, I hope.
6: (laughs) I fucking love Rudy. Wow. Yeah. You know what? People always make fun of him for being this, that, or the other thing. He's still based. He's brilliant. And, you know, he gets nervous sometimes. And he messes up his words. But when he could put it together... You could tell he was a few in there. That's when he does his best work. Dentures kind of sliding out, hair dye, running a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time... What's going to happen? Top-tier shit coming out of his mouth. Uh, You can't ever (laughs) forget what he did. And regardless for what your narrative is on 9-11, he was a hero during that time period for the city. Um, And he helped coordinate, you know, bringing New York back from the brink, which it definitely was after that event. Um, He was a great friend of the president throughout his presidency. Bumbling here and there, but at the same time still. hard on his sleeve... The guy's out there, and, uh, you know, he's a true patriot and a hero, and, and talked about how disgusting what happened. We kind of already touched on it. That's from the horse's mouth right there. You know, they brought in AOC and Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and all those other idiots to stand in the front row and stare at the families. Of the people who want to see the mayor who brought the city back, Bernard Carrick, the police commissioner who helped bring the city back, you know, all of the first responders who literally may have carried some of those people who attend those events out of buildings as they were collapsing. And instead Mm -hmm. they get to look at that list of complete ghouls while they sit there. Literally. Yeah, literally. And politicize the event by saying it's the white nationalists that have denied the election results and participated in things like January 6th that are the same kind of people that are going to cause future 9-11s, which is totally bullshit off the wall. And like some of the most irresponsible things that you could say is an elected official. But then again, they have no rules. So you just have to take it for what it is.
8: Yeah. The unarmed people that went to the Capitol and were infiltrated by Antifa are so similar to terrorists that hijacked a plane and drove it into a skyscraper. So similar.
4: Yeah. There was a boneless in clown wing- world. Right, boneless chicken wing driving a, a electric qua- a wheelchair, a
6: quadriplegic wheel- in an electric wheelchair, and a witch, were e- are equally as dangerous as, as the a
4: Taliban with an RPG or, or a fucking Boeing.
6: Right, exactly. Or Boeing, yeah. Yeah. So, I think the best way to kind of exit this segment is to is to get the commentary of the weekend, and that came from nobody other than Mr. Lynn Wood. It's been a while since we've we've heard Mr. Send it to the Illuminati. Uh, you know, talk about things. But he weighed in on 9-11 over the weekend and at an event talked about some of the things that we've made kind of a good commentary of over the last, you know, 40 minutes talking about this day and event. Let's hear what Mr. Wood had to say.
5: It was a lie. It was not the Middle East that attacked us. It was our own damn country in the form of the deep state, the military industrial complex. And they fooled you then. Don't let them fool you again. I don't know where George Bush 43 is. I got an idea where 41 is. (laughs) Hell. But when the truth comes out, I suspect old George Bush 43 is going to be glad that he's either in gitmo or he's already been shot by a firing squad because he was involved in killing over 2,800 Americans when they tore down two towers to hide the destruction of Tower 7, where all the records were kept to show the trillions of dollars that the military had spent that they couldn't account for. You better wake up, Metta, Georgia. You think?
6: So there you go. I mean, everything that we've kind of speculated on, Linwood went out and made accusations of. Apparently I was channeling Linwood earlier with my comments. Yeah, I think we all were at some point, you know, over the course of the narrative of this and and kind of puts a nice little cherry on top of our, you know, 9-11 coverage that we didn't get to get into last week because look at that we just kind of touched on the importance of the holiday and what it means and what it should mean to the Americans and to the Patriots of the country. And look at all that news that came out over the weekend. We're all still domestic terrorists. This time's worse. Um, Joe Biden talked about Robert E. Lee being the general who could win the Afghanistan war for us. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump didn't need an army to walk down the street while Rudy Giuliani talked shit about the cabal and Lynn Wood actually said their names so I kind of like it it's a nice way to kind of round out that whole uh, you know segment on that it's a pretty big day in California we're here fifth largest economy in the world still even though a lot of places or a lot of companies have moved out Um, but it's recall Gavin Newsom day here in California I voted yes on recall kind of not really matters who I voted for for governor Um, if you saw our Instagram this morning there's a picture of Larry Elder with activated eyes. So I, I like uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I know Noah's done his. Antoinette, I hope not because you don't live here. I don't know if you've ever been a resident of California, at which point you may or may not have gotten a ballot. Gabby's in Florida. She may have gotten a ballot as well. So who knows? I hand delivered mine into one of those little locked bags. Nice. So that means they'll just, that'll go garbage bag with all the other ones and then probably into the oh, I was
4: I was talking to somebody and I was just like, well, you know, if you're going to go and show up and vote for this stuff in California, like maybe leave the Trump hat at home. Maybe <laughs> yeah. try not to look like yeah. two on the wrong team. Maybe get a vagina hat, put it on. Oh, nice. Low Something. key. Yeah. He I'm pretty sure. Voting. I'm pretty sure they probably pegged me when I walked in. I got like kind of the meh look, but you are white, so immediately yeah. they thought you were a terrorist. Yeah. Um,
8: white with tattoos. Yeah. yeah.
4: True. Yeah. I think I was wearing, like, an Under Armour shirt with, like, a flag on the back, too, which... (laughs) Oops.
6: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, we, We did have some interesting stuff kind of go on in regards to this whole recall. This show will be out before the polls close today. All right, that's for certain. If you're listening, know this. Only one thing matters in this whole thing. It's yes or no in the recall. I'm a yes for the recall. Gavin Newsom has done everything contrary to all of his... Rules that he made up during the pandemic. He's ruined the economy, crushed small business. He's against the nuclear family. Um, He, Like we've already mentioned, vacations all over the world Mm -hmm. while no one else was allowed to travel. Sent his kids to private school unmasked. Ate in his restaurant, which never closed, at his winery in Napa Valley. I still wish we would have done
4: a live show from there. That
6: would have been great. Several times with other famous people. Um, Just self-servant who who, is just... an absolutely perfect example of everything that, you know, the deep state and, and, and cabal is rules for thee but not for me, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm a yes on the recall. And then whoever you want for governor, listen, it's 50% plus one vote to get the recall done. Once that's done, whoever the best candidate is, you know, the polls are saying Larry Elder. I was a Larry Elder supporter. Um, I don't think he's the best person for the job. But in six months, with all of his connections, all of his clarifications on his stances, including the election, I mean, he's kind of gone full in on Stop the Steal after making some really bad comments two months ago uh, on a completely liberal hit shot uh, Zoom call with the Sacramento Bee, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and others uh, clarified that. And we played... Both clips to full extent on the show. You know, not just the 10-second one that circulated online about Larry Elder saying Joe Biden won the election fair and square, but the other six and a half minutes of audio that went on after that, that where he kind of not only contradicted himself, but by the end was kind of in agreement that election integrity is something that's important to the interview he did the following week on the Stinchfield local radio show where he talked about the 2020 presidential election being rigged and stolen and needs to be looked into and supports forensic audits. I think by the end of the day today... Larry Elder's probably going to support forensic audits a lot more than he may have before he got into the, to all of this, but at the same he's time, he's
8: already gotten out ahead of it. Yeah, according to my sources,
6: no, he he has, and 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 he actually was with uh, Chris Hayes and MSNBC yesterday, where he asked him, "Would you accept the results of the election?" He said, "I absolutely will not if they don't go the way, you know that that our people are telling us they should, which is favorable." Um, the the fact of the matter is, is that uh, you know. He he really needs to not worry about anything other than if Gavin Newsom gets recalled. I mean, I know he's kind of in it for himself, obviously. I think he's a good band aid for six months. Uh, you'll be able to see if he is a viable candidate for California, and if the recall goes through, then in six months when it's time for the midterm elections in the governor of California, you can have all the candidates go out there. They could debate. We'll have a primary. Then we'll see who the best fit for California is against the Democratic challenger, and at that point we'll take it from there. But today, what do if you
8: guys you- think of Termino?
6: I like him, and I like Kevin Kiley uh, a lot. I, th- I think that they're both really good candidates, but I just think when you look at anybody other than yes or no, you're taking away from the overall narrative of what's important because mm-hmm. then you, you take everyone that's kind of on the same page and saying, like, you're breaking them off into factions. Well, Kevin Kylie's not going to win, so fuck it, I'm <laughs> not going to vote, or Tremino's not going to win, so I'm not going to vote, or I don't really want right. Larry Elder, so I'm not going to vote. Right. We just want Gavin Newsom out. He needs to get out. He's horrible. I mean, yeah, you what can you, you can still Steve? submit it without. Think voting. of who? Steve. Steve.
8: Uh, Steve. Oh, what's his last name?
4: Bannon. Not Q. No, he's definitely.
8: No, he's been. He's. I don't know if he's even one of the front runners. Um. I mean, I think, I think I, his name, His last name starts with an O.
6: I'm not familiar with it. I, I I've looked at kind of, been following the three bigs. It's Kylie. Like you said, Termino and uh, Larry Elder. And, uh, you know, I, we've said it repeatedly on the show. We've endorsed Larry Elder because he looks like he could be a great Band-Aid. I'd yeah. like to know more about him. I already know a lot about him because of listening to him for years. Um, he's kind of a middle-of-the-road Republican. He's passionate on some things, not the important things, but he's less passionate and open to going flip-floppily on things that are important. So I definitely think he'd be a good fix to Gavin Newsom just based off of what he said. No vaccine mandates, no mask mandates, no forced closures, taking care of the homeless problem, taking care of the water problem, taking care of the energy problem. If he could start to fix all those things and show some results six months from now, good to go. Um, if not, I'd like to see him debate Torino, and I'd like to see him debate Kylie, and I'd like to see the best – you know, there's John Cox, who keeps running, Kevin Falconer, who is the mayor of San Diego, who I really liked as a mayor. I just didn't think he was a good fit for the governor. But I'd like to see all those guys get up on stage and talk about, you know, their track records, their things that they're passionate about, and this Saturday, other thing. But today, if you're listening to this podcast, Tuesday edition on Tuesday, and it's before eight p.m. and you live in California, get out and vote. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I'm not telling you how his to vote. His
8: name was Steve Lodge.
6: Yeah, I, I've oh, okay. t- I've seen some of his stuff posted, but I just don't think you know when you compare him to like the big five that I named, he's just not in that wheelhouse. So yeah. well, you can just vote. To recall Newsom and nothing else, right? Yeah. They'll still accept
4: that. So if nothing else, just go out and just say Newsom's a pile of donkey garbage.
6: Which I don't think anybody, unless you're so elite that the things of the normal world, we've talked about them before, the rich people that go out to restaurants to order a $300 plate, but instead they'll take one bite, drink five glasses of wine, leave the food on the table, and just leave. Well, there's... If that's your life, where you yeah. don't physically have to check your bank account in between transactions ever or paydays, then your vote really probably doesn't matter in this whole thing. There was, I saw somebody post on social media,
4: and they were saying to vote no on the recall, right? Based on the well, politics of whoever the front runner was supposed to be. all the commercials? Be, oh, it's ridiculous. Bernie, Nancy,
6: yeah, Barry, Big Mike. They've yeah. all done commercials. Big
8: Mike. Big Mike. Big Mike.
6: So, but but the fact of the matter is, is that uh, you just have to remember, in 2020, there was that huge tax hike. We were down by a lot. It was big. It was huge. Probably the largest tax hike in the history of tax hikes. We looked look to be 16% underwater. We wound up making 20% ground and, and getting it stopped from going through. I think that was the, and that was, you know, part of, that was a kind of at the height of the start of the lockdowns when people were just kind of like, I can't go to the store. My kids can't go to school. Like I can't go to work. I'm not essential. Now you've had a whole, Fifteen months to reflect on that feeling. I didn't even want to be essential. No, neither did I. Consequently, I think yeah, I'm, I'm wearing my essential veterans T-shirt today. Mm. So because I am one. So I, I usually get some. Com- I've actually somebody made a nasty comment to me not too long ago at one of my son's baseball things. Oh, because it was like you're
11: you're oh you're, you're, are you're in the military.
6: You're you're a COVID veteran now. Yeah. Yes, asshole. We work at Walmart. We're literally on the front line. <laughs> <laughs> so you know but it's one of those things where uh you know today is really important it's gonna be funny if anybody ever goes looking for us at walmart though cuomo cuomo and newsom are a dream ticket for the democrat party you have the older stoic kind of flirty familiar face in andrew cuomo this is pre stepping down now i'm talking about and then you have gavin newsom who is basically like an embodiment of him 20 years ago Mm -hmm. you know he's handsomer he's more charismatic Comes from a nice, wealthy family, direct connections to Nancy Pelosi, so direct connections to the mafia, to big oil, to the cabal, to big media, and all those other things. Um, You've already got one down. You put such a dent in the next two election cycles for president in the Democratic Party by literally conducting a referendum on Gavin Newsom today and this week here in California. I don't know why you wouldn't take the opportunity to it. Make us knock them down. True story. Make us who go on this show every week and talk to every single person who comes on, who's not from California and try to explain to him how they literally can't walk down. Listen, Nancy Pelosi comes home. Trump flags for miles going to her house. Joe Biden came to California twice in the last two weeks. He was harassed. He was heckled. They threw eggs at him. They fucked Joe Biden as his motorcades coming down the street. Hundreds (laughs) of Patriots from the airport to whatever event he was going to, if not thousands, they're out in full force. They're still here. We're having Trump boat parades in San Francisco. We're having them in Long Beach. We're having them in California every few weeks. And it's just one of those things. The movement is alive and well here. Um, Seth Keschel alluded to it earlier in the show that he doesn't know if California totally went red, but he definitely thinks it's a lot closer than like a 40% difference, like they call it every year or every four years for the presidency here. Um, But part of uh, Spears Team 6 came out (laughs) over the weekend. (laughs) And I'm talking about now... You have Rose McGowan. You have Britney Spears. Obviously, she's the leader of Spears Team Six. You have um, Paris Hilton, right? And now maybe new member. I'm still trying to confirm. I just followed her on Twitter. I'm going to have to follow her a little bit more. Nicki Minaj. I thought it was pretty weird. Like for for the longest time, yeah. everybody's been saying Nicki Minaj has balls. Like I see all these videos on oh just look. recently though, right? Yeah, no for. You know, since she's been famous, like she's got balls. Here she is twerking. There's like a ball hanging out or whatever. And I'm just like, okay. I thought
8: that was Cardi B, not Nicki.
6: Isn't it her too, though? Isn't she also a dude? No,
8: no, no. no I never saw the Nicki. I only saw the Cardi B one saying that she had, you know, I've a set.
6: Pastrami wads. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's not like people on the right or in the conservative movement, the Patriot music, or movement are huge fans of Nicki Minaj regardless, right? So so she's gone kind of from an obscure character who's out in the world being gross like she is and stuff like that to overnight, like, she, listen, Boris Johnson tweeted at her today and said that her comments on not attending the Met Gala yesterday in NYC is disgusting because she said she didn't attend the event because she didn't get vaccinated and she didn't get vaccinated because, and I'm going to circle back to balls right now, one of her cousins... (laughs) became sterile from getting the vaccine she accused now, cousin's yeah. friend cousin's friend it's always a friend of a friend right but but the fact of the matter is is that she went out and made these like outlandish statements online and now she's been kind of sucked into the whole. oh yeah she's definitely one of us we need to start following her so we're, we're gonna see what happens if she continues that crazy or not but uh
9: did you see what she said to megan mccain megan mccain like replied to her tweet What she said, I'll pull
8: it up. She said, I think it's enough internet for today after she retweeted Nikki's tweet. And Nikki said, like, shut up, you.
6: Shut up, you. Listen, every time one of these famous people who you would never think has any connection to this movement comes out as being connected to this movement, all I think in my I just say their fucking names. Please say their Say what they did, say their names, please. Yeah. We just need to start taking them out. But yeah. I don't
8: remember Nikki Minaj uh you know being a poster child for the dems at any point really no no she's always kind
6: of been like uh all in for herself right
9: i've met her a couple times she's actually really cool and she's not she's very smart i worked with her like three times She's a bad bitch. <laughs> oh,
4: there you
6: go. Nice. And she's apparently uh an anti-COVID vaxer, so she's welcome on this show. Anytime, Nikki. I could have sworn listening.
8: she voted Republican at some point and they like they got mad at her. I could have sworn. Maybe
11: she
9: I'm probably, wrong. She thinks logically. She's not like a lot of these other people, these celebrities that, you know, are Like stupid. all the
6: dudes dressed up as girls yesterday taking pictures outside of that event. Mm.
9: Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah. Makes no.
6: my stomach hurt every time I have to watch it. So, <laughs> Rose McGowan did a little presser with Larry Elder this weekend. Speaking of the cabal and their grossness and and, and kind of talked about some of the things that are uh, going on with this right now. So let's hear some of that and, and try to talk about, you know, what we think just the whole maybe method behind it is.
11: I didn't know who David Boyce was. I didn't know he was an operator trying to suppress me at this point. I did not know that he had already gone to former, Israeli Prime Minister Ahud Barak of Israel and say, who should I hire to stop Rose McGowan? I did not know I could feel the shadow people around me. I found recording devices in my car, in my house, uh, nude photos hacked and disseminated, courtesy of whom I believe to be Lisa Bloom, another big feminist attorney, mm. another big Democrat. Just it up. So when I finally got on the phone with Jennifer Siebel Newsom for what I assumed was about movie projects, imagine my surprise when she says, "What can Boy Schiller do to make you happy?" And I again, I had no idea who that was. So I, I just said nothing and hung up on her. That nice. was my last contact with her.
6: And then So that's kind of part of clip one. Um, and she's talking about her connection to Larry Elder was that she had some negative interactions regarding some of the things circulating around about her relationship with Harvey Weinstein. Okay. And the fact that she's one of the very few actresses who ever got away with interacting with that guy and not signing an NDA. And and that's kind of given her the freedom to uh, go out and say their names. And, yeah, right. and that was Gavin Newsom's wife. She was talking to uh, or talking about, right. Yeah. And, and how one of, what is it? The Brothers Law Firm represents Harvey Weinstein and this, that, and the other thing. It's just a big fucking mess, and it's all disgusting. Um, but But she's trying to kind of paint a picture about how these people live in a different world other than us, where there are no rules, there are no interactions, and either physically silencing you or paying you to death to be quiet are the only two options to be able to survive in a world with these horrible, horrible people.
8: I can't imagine it. No.
4: You know, just having to deal with that, like, on a daily basis, you know.
6: you know who... Well, I
8: can't imagine being a teenager, which is usually when they start grooming them. And they offer you all these amazing things, and these are adults that are successful that you might look up to or that you might be a little intimidated by or that you might be, you know, wanting to impress because, you know, well, that's and your trust, You want to be trust an actress. Them. You want to be a singer or whatever. Yeah. And they just take advantage and like exploit and abuse and it's
6: off, it's just awful. Yeah. It, nice. So, you want to know who probably does have experience in this apartment? Our very own Antoinette. Can you allude to? You know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but but the fact of the matter is, you can, can probably confirm at least without going into detail that this is kind of the. It's the norm. Yeah. Uh, like if you are if you're if you're. If you're in hollywood and you're young and up and coming the only way to kind of get ahead is to either you know buy into the plan or or well, i don't know what do you call okay. it be molested or i don't know what's 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 the word okay. be
9: It happens a lot, right? But I mean, people don't just don't flat out start doing shit like that to you, right?
6: There's there's an entire grooming process of making them feel comfortable. Well, they got to feel you out and see if you're going to be susceptible
4: to it, or if you're going to, you know,
9: exactly, yeah. So they feel you out. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was tested, but it never worked with me at all. And that's one of the things.
6: Yeah, you you've told us both off the off the air, and uh, you know, before we even made it final that you were going to be, you know, our our next new host that. You know, part of it is of what your walkaway mo- moment was that it was kind of gross there, right?
9: Yeah. And then after Trump won, I was like, I got to get out of this town because I'm not going to live my life like, you know, like this. It just changed the whole vibe. The energy of California changed after Trump won. It, it was bad. I was like, I can't live here anymore. The industry was changing anyway. I was getting turned off by just, you know, it was losing that appeal. And then people were losing their shit, too, because Trump won. And I was like, I'm yeah. out. Hollywood's yep. downhill, going downhill really quickly. Well, that's, and I, I was happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I did that because I could not imagine being there right now, especially in the industry. It's terrible.
6: Yeah. No. I mean, between the rigged and stolen election and now the recall in California, it must be extremely toxic in in Hollywood right now.
9: Yeah. A lot of my Hollywood friends are leaving and have left Hollywood. They're not. They they're like, I'm never looking back. It's
6: Good. Fun. Yeah. Good. Let's hear a little bit more of what uh, Rose had to uh, allude to during that in that conference over the weekend.
11: For everyone. This is a country for the few. I, I was his enemy. And he was correct. I am formidable. Again, it doesn't make me happy. I always just wanted a life where I could walk in the grass and stare at some trees. Hmm. Pretty simple. But it didn't turn out that way. Sounds nice. So I thought I'm gonna keep life hacking this system. That's what Britney Spears does on the And time. I don't care if nobody ever believes me, because I was there. I know the truth. I don't believe in gaslighting. I refuse to be tricked. And every line in this email to the Weinstein victims talking about me and my paranoia and the reason I suspect her to be a spy is because of my trauma. She starts it with, please turn off the dings, thank you. She starts it with, I'm writing from the Bahamas. (laughs) Okay, thanks for being rich. I I don't know what you're trying to say. We just said that. Imagine my surprise as I get deeper and deeper into this that I find out and it's not on Google Definitely and on it by the way on DuckDuckGo. I find out that in fact her brother-in-law is um, David Boyce's law partner Schiller's son So today we look up DuckDuckGo. We put in his name her brother-in-law I Find out he's arrested for beating his wife Mm. Imagine my surprise these are your leaders. These are who you vote for. And these are who you are attacking this man, me, and anybody who's like, why not change? Why not be better? So as an outsider, someone not from this country, this country changed my name the first day I got here at 11. My name is Rosa Ariana. They changed it to Rose. I forgot that till two years ago. It has stolen so much. And it does it to all of you. I traveled the world, and I've had so many people say to me, Americans are the most uneducated. Not wrong, but they are wrong in this. It's undereducated. It's systematic, and it's done to you all on purpose to keep you part of a complicity machine that benefits few. This is not a country or a state for everyone. This is a country for the few. This is a country for people like Hair Gel in the Bahamas. Okay? that.
6: So, I mean, she would go on to say in the latter parts of that speech that You know, she didn't agree with a lot of the things that Larry Elder campaigns on. She wouldn't even necessarily call herself, and she air-quoted Republican, but at the same time, for what we have now and what we have the opportunity to do after today and after a trip to the voting centers or if you walk in your mail-in ballots to make sure they're physically received and things like that, you know, we could really start moving towards a viable solution for this state which is a great state you know and and a, and a lot of people think because you we, we call it California because of the gun laws and because of this that it's not that terrible even during covid like i mean maybe it's because we're frontline and essential it, it didn't seem as bad i mean it was annoying that my kids were home for a year not learning Oh, well, for me nothing changed whatsoever nothing changed other than having to and the gym's
4: closed. Face diaper. Oh, that sucked.
6: Yeah, I mean that was that was pretty much it. I'm still
4: trying to recover from that it's one.
6: Same, <laughs> but 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 I mean, besides that, I mean, people outside, people in the stores. It seems like the harder the mandates and lockdowns, the more people would go out. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's just one of those things to where it's like we 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 really have the opportunity to make it to where it's not like that anymore.
4: Well, it was a it was a common ground for people, no matter their politics. Like people would start realizing that. This isn't as serious as they say, right? And you'll even have, you know, it's like the people that are directly opposed to everything we believe in. You know, you're still walking down the street next to them, and they're both, you're both not wearing a mask,
6: and you're like, nah, there you
4: are, <laughs> yeah,
6: got him. Breaking news during the segment. Since Breaking, we, since we were talking about her, Britney Spears has been nuked from Instagram. Oh, yeah, no. yes. So if. Get if if you, If you ever needed more confirmation um that she was one of us then and then there it is one
8: of wow, us. really,
6: yeah, oh, bitch, and, she got and, nuked. I'm gonna say that I mean, I give her show creds at the end every week, but that's via the Wonder Woman account on Twitter, yeah, so her I just what? checked it on mine she she is officially nuked. is she responding somewhere else? She doesn't have a Twitter. I don't know where else she operates mm. so
8: holy crap,
9: it is gone, yeah, yeah, I wonder why did they say why?
6: Well, I mean, do they ever give a reason when you get nuked? They always tell you like it might have been by accident. And then when you email them, they say, "Okay, your account's reactivated." You have
4: violated the terms of service.
6: But our, yeah, none of our accounts came back. Um, y- you know who else is already gone? Joe Biden made his second mm. trip to California in a week to cam- has he ever been here? True story to campaign for Gavin Newsom and-, and made some comments last night. Let's hear what some of the he had to say in regards to uh, the upcoming recall election that we're currently going through today.
1: in the midst of this pandemic hmm. that has taken over 650,000 lives. I propose a mandate for COVID-19 vaccines, and it's an outrage. It's an infringement on
4: freedom.
6: So he, he, you just heard...
4: <laughs> Is that uh, just a big cough at the end?
6: Well, not only, <laughs> not only not only did he cough at the end, but he said that the COVID vaccine mandates were an infringement on freedom. He read the teleprompter wrong. Wait, what? Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I missed it. it. But it was great. And So not only did he say it I right I think that end, made
4: sense in my head, he so like, I didn't even.
6: <clears throat> right into his hand at the end and then goes back and touches the microphone. Uh. But he wasn't done there. Remember, you can't be a real person on the Democratic side of the aisle or a liberal or a cabalist without issuing some really high-quality fear porn. A caballer? So he went and capped off his little campaign speech for Gavin Newsom yesterday by first Oof. fucking up the vaccine mandate. Narrative fighting cap jokes right and, now, and then saying if you vote for the recall, especially for Larry Elder, you know who you're gonna get. Who? Oh, you're gonna like this one.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna make this as simple as I can. <laughs> you either keep Gavin Newsom as your governor, oh. <clears throat> or really, you're gonna applaud for that. You'll get Donald Trump.
6: <laughs> Wait. Yeah,
4: that's what he said. It's not a joke. Donald Trump's on the ballot for governor? Republican
1: governor blocking progress on COVID-19. Oh. Who is also anti-woman, anti-worker, a climate denier. Huh? Who doesn't believe in choice. The choice should be absolutely clear. Gavin Newsom. You have a governor who has the courage to lead.
6: Oof. Was he talking about Trump? Or like, well he said if you Larry if is? you vote He's to...
8: basically saying that Larry is the you know the black version of, of Trump. Yeah.
6: The black like, wait, face yeah. of white supremacy. Well not only that. You know what? How about new Exactly Larry Elder is pretty fucking based. <laughs> Who didn't he go on Candace Owens like in the last few weeks and said literally, slave owners during the slavery era are owed reparations because their <laughs> property was freed. I'm not joking. What he, no, huh? he said
8: he what he said was that their assets were seized.
6: Yes. Yeah.
8: During or when slavery was abolished, a lot of their assets were seized. And then if anyone deserves reparations, it's them.
6: Slave owners.
4: And are we talking about assets like, assets as the slaves specifically or like
6: their plantations they, or
8: yeah, yeah. They're they're not their slaves, yeah. they're
4: just,
6: actual just to property, clarify. Yeah. But I mean, just to be on that narrative, as an African American from Compton. Who's a conservative? That's pretty fucking based. right? You, you don't say yeah. stuff like that, you know. And, and yes, you do. Well, yeah, apparently you do. So, and, and if anyone's gonna eat it up more than people like us as hosts, it's Candace Owens because she loves to run with that shit, anyways. Oof, yeah. So, but 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 you know, it, it's one of those things where where that's kind of the narrative that vaccines for everybody. Even though I'm gonna fuck up the narrative and say that's an infringement on my rights if a vaccine mandate is issued. Right after I gave a vaccine mandate, because I'm tired, I'm flying coast to coast. No chalky, chalky chip. Mask is falling off. Maybe his
4: blood sugar was low. Oh god,
6: he was a dumpster fire. Um, Larry
4: was on Tucky last night. There is just a plethora of slip ups in regards to all this. Like Jen yeah. Sack, Jen Saki calling it the pandemic. Pandemic, right?
8: Twice. I love yeah. Tucker lately. Like he's I don't our... know about you guys. No, he's, but our... he's I liked our... him before. Lately, I would say in the last. Three to six months, I like my, my, he's my top. Like, love him. Well, Some, like-
4: something happened. He got his pee pee slapped no. for a little while. You want while me to there. tell you
8: what happened?
6: He's our favorite paid op. No, but I'm I just know. saying. I, like-
8: have, I have insider information. Oh, what
6: do you got? I'll well, break the news.
8: So, uh, my man and I are friends with Alex.
6: Okay. Alex,
4: yeah. the Alex.
6: Yes. The Alex.
8: He became friends with Alex. That's what
6: happened. Oh, so that's where they he started all get, the time. He started getting all of his friggin' oh, based content from him. So their their thing
4: where they compared them as being the same thing yeah. backfired because then they're like, Hey, yeah, we should be friends.
6: Well, I think it's funny mm-hmm. that they've both they've both thrown it to each other. You could say AJ on this show. We don't care. We play his clips all the time. Last week yeah. we ended we ended our show with him dumping the ivermectin out all over the desk and eating like <laughs> three times the recommended <laughs> dose for people and washing <laughs> it down with freaking alcohol. Coors he's Light. So crazy. Yeah, he's, he is crazy. And well, yeah, you know, Tucker kind of we we hold a, a little bit of harbor for him in our hearts because well, he got, he was mean
4: to Sidney Powell. He
6: got he got and, uh, knocked and, uh,
4: down for a little bit there, and like you, they were definitely like. I don't know. They released the reins, or they right. said, "Fuck it." At this point, what what's the worst that could happen?
6: Well, they are. I'm telling you, I've said it several times in the show. I feel like they're soft conditioning the boomers and the parents yeah. of the boomers for what eventually is going to happen. So you get a sprinkling of election fraud. You get a sprinkling of, you know, we're we're turning into uh, yeah. Because then it's not shocking. What, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. So because you know, believe me. Well,
8: people trust people trust Tucker to be very matter of fact. Yes. Very sort of like this is the way it is and so he can't go like full aj
2: no one but
8: i feel like you're right that that they're sprinkling what's really going on in and and having tucker say it in his sort of incredulous way that he does like can you believe this and it makes it it lends it some validity before full disclosure comes
6: out he's definitely a softer more comedic version of like the boomer sweat inducing host that they also have on that channel like sean hannity and laura ingram you know they're both and they always have been like oh Joe Biden, you know, said there's new COVID mag- mandates, and you're all going to fucking die from it. I mean, that's literally how Sean <laughs> Hannity is on all of his shows. Yeah, he'll he'll have somebody on that's like a completely credible source, a congressman, a senator. They'll go through an entire conversation, and they'll be like, "Yeah, that's a really good point." Do you think that everybody's going to die from this though? And they'll be, like, "Wait, what?" And it'd be, well, yeah, this is like the the worst thing ever. And you could tell all the boomers and their parents at home are just like, <laughs> 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 like diabetically <laughs> <laughs> like, sweating <laughs> from. <laughs> Because when I watch it, I'm like, to me, Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity might as well be AJ because they go so off the rails with their own personal narrative while trying to encompass it in the facts.
4: Imagine Tucker pulling his shirt over his head.
6: Right, Tucker does it with kind of a comedic spin. His wig would come off, but with a little bit of well, it's a toupee first of all, Mm -hmm. and you know, a little bit of sarcasm, and he kind of like it's like we've all agreed on it's conditioning. It's not like the other ones who are just like, oh, you're all gonna fucking die from every single thing that's happening ever. Uh, which, which are some of those other ones. And I, I don't like that. That's like the opposite of an actual Doomer narrative. It's like the conservative Doomer narrative to where it's just like, you know.
8: Well, I, my, my question is, why does Trump always go on Hannity and he doesn't go on Tucker? Like, that bothers me. But because maybe th- he's a little worried that Tucker's going to...
6: Well, I, I mean, he, he did Gutfield, so he's kind of like, I, I think Tucker would be in the middle, Gutfield all the way at the bottom... That was kind of We broke that down on our last episode. It was kind of like slapstick version of like, I can't believe that this person really interviewed the president that way. Up to Hannity, who will, will, you know, he'll be like, well, Mr. President, you know, the borders, and that means everyone's going to come in, we're all going to die. And uh, Donald Trump's like, yeah, we did a lot. But I I do think like Trump goes on Hannity a lot because those people, like I I keep mentioning the boomers and like their parents, the older people in this country, they like to see him too. There's a lot of them who voted for him. You know, and a lot of them feel disenfranchised. One of the big things we've talked about, on this show for such a long time is the whole COVID vaccine narrative with Trump and uh, you know how he never has a really good presentation. He wants to take credit for warp speed, but also doesn't want to say he's pro mandate pro get it, or even we know he's been an anti vaccine person just in general forever. Um, But, but you have to remember when operation warp speed was, was, you know, coming to a really working right before the election totals came out and the vaccines were finally going to be distributed. There's so many old people in this country that got them because Donald Trump was getting him out there and they were supposedly safe. They were a good prophylactic for, you know, people with comorbidities and stuff like that. I keep telling everybody Donald Trump can't go out and, and black and white rail against getting the vaccine because there are mm-hmm. millions of people that voted for him. That would be disenfranchised yeah. by it. And, and that demographic is the older people in this country who were told in the beginning, this is, for you it's for your safety it'll help you and, and you know he has come out a lot more strongly in the last few weeks saying he's against mandates he's against forces you know force he's against kids getting it and, and against kids which he young people that young has people, that has been I'll his say. narrative forever you know he he beat up ben carson about it in 2015 during one of the presidential debates and for years before that has been saying kids get too many vaccines when they do get vaccines, their doses are way too high, yeah. and, and he's like, for every scientist that will tell you that vaccines and too much of them and, and too high the doses cause autism, there's a, there's a doctor who will tell you it will, there's a doctor who will tell you it won't, and and you know, it's not scientifically proven yet, but at the same time, it's one of the narratives that Donald Trump has has carried with him for twenty years, so you can't you can't say that he's a pro vaxer, you can't say he's a pro covid, but at some point, he wants to take some kind of you know, he, he tells people, you'd still be locked down now if we didn't have Operation Warp Speed. Oh, for sure.
8: That's what I – I made a whole video on this because I got yeah, really pissed off when Anomaly or Dream Rare or mm-hmm. whatever his stupid name is um, made his video and then Fog City Midge going after him, blah, blah, blah. But Anomaly's video really pissed me off because he he didn't just try to call out Trump. He also attacked anyone in the comments. Yes, that was like, wait a minute, I'm not saying like Trump's a bad guy or he's whatever, and he called them all kinds of names and he went after everyone that still supports Trump without thinking like, and my video outlined this that I made my response video to him said, why does it have to be Trump good, Trump bad? Right. Can it just be Trump human and Trump knowing things that you don't know? Because Anomaly doesn't know shit. Nope. And a lot of us don't really know what goes on behind the scenes Dang. and who's advising Trump and what you know different mechanisms are in place. And so to your point, yes, I believe that the reason he can't come out and say, don't get it, it's poison, right. is because he's right. We would have had, and when he says it saved millions of lives, people don't understand that the United States gives third world countries and people in need so much money that when our economy shut down, it caused tons of people to die of starvation and other means in other countries because we couldn't help them because we shut our economy down.
6: That's an excellent point. That is
8: what I think he's alluding to. Yeah, yeah. And also people here as well, because they would have ramped it up. They would have released something worse, um, a COVID, you know, whatever. They would have made it worse if they had all this time to figure out how to lock, keep us locked down, and everything else, and wait for five years for this vaccine, yeah. so I just think that it's chestnut checkers. And I'm sorry, but there's casualties in war.
6: True story. And
8: all the information on the internet about the the, the jabs is available to everyone. That has the internet. If they want to see it
4: and they don't want to see it. So if you
8: didn't do your research and you follow whatever a politician says and you took that thing, I will pray for you. And I hope that you find a doctor that's doing therapeutic treatments because there's a lot of them that are to detox from. It follows a lot
9: of time, too, to figure out, to see, like, what these shots were doing. I mean, imagine how many people were going to get it. And then they start to see people get sick and all these, you know, adverse effects. And they're like, oh, shit, you know, thank God. You know, this gave them time.
4: Yeah. Well, regardless of what the shots are doing to people, it's still the the main point should be people's individual liberties and freedom to, to make their choice. Of course. And we're seeing myself personally, I'm seeing in the military leadership taking a very negative stance towards mm. their towards their subordinates. And it was very refreshing to see uh, Lieutenant Colonel Haig who resigned. He resigned his commission with just uh just over or around 19 years, which means that he's giving up his retirement.
6: Yeah, he's getting nothing.
4: He's getting nothing. And I'd never heard of the guy before, but his his resignation memorandum is pretty legit. And this, yeah, to me, as somebody who served in the military and this is a leader. This is 100% a leader. So I have his uh, I have his memorandum here. I'm going to read a couple bits of it. Uh, I Hague Paul Douglas Jr. LTC SC and there's some of this is redacted. Uh, tender my unqualified resignation from the army under the provisions of AR 135 TAC 175 para 6 TAC 10 or AR okay, a bunch of numbers. Uh, chapter 3 section 2 as applicable to be effective redacted date or as soon as allowable prior to this giving reasonable transition a- expenditure of accrued leave time. So he's not he's losing his retirement but he's going to use his fucking leave. Good for him. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh So then he kind of does the bullet points. I am not under suspension or favorable action under investigation pending charges or being considered for elimination. 3 I will have fulfilled my active duty service obligations as specified in AR-350-TAC-100 by my separation date. For with over 19 years of service in the Army, I regretfully, yet resolutely, tender my resignation for the following reasons. A. First and foremost, I am incapable of subjecting myself to the unlawful, unethical, immoral, and tyrannical order to sit and allow a serum to be injected into my flesh against my will and better judgment. It is impossible for this so-called quote unquote vaccine to have been studied adequately to determine the long term effects. It simply has not existed for long enough time or for enough time, and any claim otherwise is blatantly ignorant and likely an outright lie driven by negligent political agenda. Furthermore, ample studies show that naturally derived immunity based on exposure to the virus offers far superior protection. the mandated vaccine now if you thought that was good he continues
1: Mm.
4: section b (laughs) i cannot and will not contribute to the fall of this great nation and its people those very americans whom i swore to protect the liberty of at all costs the values that our nation was founded on has lived by and thrived under have been utterly decimated by the current presidential administration and the leadership of the military, to include the army. We are watching the fall of liberty at this moment. Governors and mayors forcibly locking down millions of Americans, restricting them from their unalienable right to pursue happiness, forcing them out of their jobs and their ability to participate in the most basic and fundamental rights life offers because of their personal beliefs and values. These are the same values that we service, members of, or we service members offer our very lives to protect, and now we're being used as tools to boost the numbers of vaccinated people in order to further distance and alienate those who, knowing the personal risk of the disease, have freely decided to remain unvaccinated. I cannot be used as a tool against them, as they are my daughters, my son, my siblings, and my friends. They are the Americans that deserve my support and love. Section C. He basically just goes on to say, you know, he has a complete lack of confidence in the presidential administration. Perfect. Uh, sudden rash at best, but pushing traitorous withdrawal from Afghanistan. It, it's just good. Yeah. I, I'm i not going to continue to read the whole thing, but you should look it up. This, this is a leader. This yeah. is what these people should be doing, because the only reason that this stuff is getting the traction that it is is because people are not standing up for it. And yeah. leadership in the military, like, you know what? Like, you swore an oath to the Constitution. This is an unconstitutional rule. Yes. Yes? Yeah. Coming from your command, it is a lawful order. But, but on the basis of it. What is the basis for that order? And if you're just going exactly. following orders,
6: We're in a whole
4: where have we trouble. heard that before?
8: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to give you guys a good piece of uh, news, I recently started uh doing TikTok, which I never thought I would. I thought it was a bunch of teeny boppers dancing around, but I found that there are tons of truthers on TikTok, tons of Christians on TikTok, and lots of um, people speaking out against, whether it be regular people or healthcare professionals or what I'm going to tell you right now, which is military. There's people in the military on TikTok that are making videos about like lines of them lining up to say we're not getting it.
4: Yeah.
9: Yeah, I just noticed that so. too. I just downloaded TikTok and I was like, whoa, this is a
8: whole, you know, area I haven't even explored. Yeah, so if you follow there. if you follow the right pages, like there's some there's incredible things on TikTok. I incredible pages. About,
9: I'm shocked that that the military they'll post so much on TikTok. Wasn't it banned from the military? I think, like, using it at some point. Good luck yeah. finding those
6: users. I think now that we've segued to, uh, from the California recall and to our COVID roundup, we can't even really get into I mean, that was pretty inspirational resignation that Noah just read. You know who else is equally inspirational? Well,
4: and that resignation. This dude, literally, 19 years of his life, he's got, walking got, away with nothing. Well, okay. he's walking away with his body his intact. His dignity, yeah. Uh,
6: so, uh... Anthony Fauci jumped in. Hate that guy. With Anderson Cooper yesterday to talk about some of the things. Uh...
12: You are part of the problem.
6: <laughs> exactly. Let's see what he had to say when he was on there.
12: It's there. I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID. I'm protected. And now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. <laughs> Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them? Well, you know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. That's something Fair. that we're going to have to discuss regarding the durability of the response. So as Dude. we talk about so he's durability. like,
4: how, uh, how dare you ask
6: me a non-scripted
4: question? Yeah, it's air. like, hey, we, this one wasn't vetted.
6: Right. That's coming at the same time right now. He
4: doesn't have an answer. No, that he sounds, doesn't. That sounds
6: like him. Because it's, it's common that sense. That definitely
4: wasn't a body double.
6: Yeah. Um, Vares updated the system yesterday and put out a... Uh, Interesting little tidbit there that that talks about. So now we've eclipsed 14000 deaths overall um, in the United States from the vaccine and complications there, sir. Sir there. And that's just VAERS data, which is. Yes. Yeah, that's not it's not going to be their full ride. No, it, because everybody dies from covid or with covid or of yeah. covid. Um, there was nine thousand one hundred twenty five deaths reported mid-July. So now we've we're over we're close to 15,000. It's 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 14,700 and change. Um since July 24th there's been almost 3300 new covid deaths directly related to the vaccine. Well, it's not covid death, it's a vaccine death. Covid vaccine death, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. And uh it says the VAERS database continues information on unverified reports of adverse effects of illnesses, health problems, and or symptoms following the immunization with US licensed vaccine. The CDC government website links to the VAERS platform where you can get this number. I'm reading that from the Gateway Pundit. Um, And like I already said, some of those numbers in June, VAERS reported 6,900 deaths due to the COVID vaccine. It then jumped to 11,400 plus in July. And now we're at nearly almost 15,000 deaths from the COVID vaccine
4: as reported on VAERS via the CDC. And that's going to be a lot more than all vaccine deaths. It already has a a huge period of time. It
6: was the last 50 years. Every vaccine that's ever been issued, all of those vaccine deaths combined, this completely eclipses it by a lot. Yeah. No,
4: but it's the safest and most secure vaccination in the history of vaccinations.
6: There you go. (laughs) Um, Two vaccine scientists from the FDA say COVID shots do not currently need a booster. This is something that the administration is pushing pretty hard right now. Um, Current scientific evidence on COVID-19 vaccines do not warrant a need for booster shots for the vast majority of the population, according to a group of international vaccine scientists. This was published Monday in the Lancet, which is kind of a, you know, gold standard for um, medical publications. Um, The scientists who work for, The U.S. FDA and the WHO, in addition to the CDC, say the current evidence does not, therefore, appear to show a need for boosting the general population in which efficiency against a severe disease remains high in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Those two doctors, you can look them up now if you want to write it down. Dr. Philip Krauss and Marion Gruber, two retiring senior vaccine leaders of the FDA, both with 25 plus years experience working in virology, are among the authors of this paper. So there's that. Um, While that narrative is being published uh, internationally and and as an overall narrative, as we wrap our COVID segment here, Anthony Fauci continued to go on the news yesterday and talk about how all of this stuff really doesn't matter because the only thing that's ever going to get pushed in this country is what, you know, he basically says is is the rules. Let's just hear a little bit more of him right now.
12: I mean, proportion of the population vaccinated, we will get to herd immunity. If we do it in the next six months, it will happen in the next six months. If we do it in the next two months, it'll happen in the next two months. Mm. I would support that if you want to get on a plane and travel with other people, that you should be vaccinated. When you hear us say, should you mandate vaccination for children to be able to attend school? Some people say, oh, my goodness, that would be terrible to do that. But we already do that and have been doing that for decades and decades i don't know what school you went to but the school that i went to you had to be vaccinated for measles mumps rubella polio or otherwise you couldn't go to school so it is not something new to mandate vaccines for school children
6: so he basically was skewing the truth there as he usually does with a whole bunch of false information you know he's talking about vaccines that were around for an extremely long time and gone through the appropriate testings and human trials and still had error rates, but are less, less, less in comparison to the ones that are out now. Um, with the covid shot
9: were bad. it was still bad too for all those other shots
6: yeah there were a lot of people that had adverse effects back in the day but just remember how much was that suppressed how much was that not reported just because there was no social media there was no uh, mass communications on like a national scale for regular people back you know when when polio and measles and and vaccines like that were first coming out um
9: i remember we- growing up like i couldn't wait to get chicken pox
6: yeah, well, yeah. I got sent across the street to my neighbor's house to, to play Rampage on regular Nintendo uh, so I can get chicken pox.
4: Yeah, they tried that for me. I didn't get it. Oh, have you ever had it? Got it at Walmart.
6: Oh, there you go. It <laughs> happens to the best of us. Yep. So, you know, you get over to that.
4: I think it was from a shopping cart.
6: Those produce sections are, are killer. Yeah.
4: But my uh, mother
9: had measles when she was growing up and because when you breastfeed your child after you have measles, you give them that. Antibodies.
6: Bite. Yeah, pretty interesting. So Gabby, what do you think about the, I mean, obviously I, we all know how you feel about this whole COVID narrative, but just what's going on right now. You have the federally mandated, uh, edict from Joe Biden last Friday. It was kind of washed away by the nine 11 weekend. Now we're into the California recall today on Tuesday. we got a lot more distractions. Uh, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Probably another earth shifting globe changing event that will, will kind of try to make everybody forget. Um, in addition to, you know, Dr. Fauci's getting wheeled back out to kind of he was losing a lot of credibility. He was getting beat up a lot and then they kind of wheeled him out to get this whole Afghanistan narrative out of the way. And there he is talking about booster shots, talking about kids not being allowed to go to schools in addition to the, to the federal mandates from last week. What are you feeling overall right now about where we're at with this?
8: With COVID and the vaccines. So today I saw um, an article that said that 10 different FDA um, members said that they like leadership said yep. that there's no need for booster shots yes um so i don't think that that's going to work uh his whole take on oh you had to take other vaccines to go to school those vaccines were around for how long
4: well and they actually they were
8: tested for how long they actually they do something on animals and then they actually um, do something <laughs> yeah so uh until they can isolate this virus and prove to me that it's real um, and have an, a, an actual, like people keep taking this vaccine. It's not a vaccine. I had a medical expert on my first episode of my podcast, sure did. Dr. Jane Ruby. And that's, it's not a vaccine. It's, it doesn't fit the definition whatsoever. Many people have said this. Um, and until there's long-term data, I don't understand why anyone would volunteer to be a lab rat unless you have a death wish. my biggest concern is the kids though because yes if they if they can scare the children enough that somehow they're going to start doing these shots covertly Mm -hmm. um without parents consent or something like that like that's really going to start a war
6: yeah they, they like can,
8: moms are gonna moms are gonna lose it. No, you're you're one hundred percent right. They
6: they can try to pretend that we're Canada and Australia and New Zealand just as much as they want. But when they start doing shit like that they're doing in those countries, specifically like you're saying, regarding uh, sending your kids to school one day for just school and them coming home with a band-aid on their arm saying they got a vaccine that you did not say mm-hmm. they can get, that's when shit's really gonna hit the fan.
4: Well, Australia's really taking one for the team, unfortunately for them. But that's what happens without when, people yeah. seeing exactly what is possible. Right. I mean, because it's one thing when it's, like, a third-world country right. and, you know, Venezuela or some shit like that. But, like, when it's Australia, right. like, holy well,
6: shit. You sell off a lot of your infrastructure to the CCP and at the same time have a lot of people bought and paid for um, by the aforementioned right there. You know, this is kind of what you have to go through now to uh, to, you know, have to see it physically. A lot of people talk about how... You know, important it is to be aware of China, aware of their students that are here manipulating the system and stealing everything, aware of how, you know, they're infiltrated in every single school district, city council, lobby group in the country, and they're influencing all of our major politicians covertly. Not even like, you know, Swalwell is overtly, but just like them paying people to pay people to pay people to manipulate your narrative all goes back to helping them. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, and not
8: only to bring up the Australia thing, yeah, a go video ahead. came out yesterday about how an insider uh, at a hospital it c- came forward and yep. told someone that they are giving ivermectin to the vaccinated when they come into the hospital so that <laughs> they recover and that they can say, "Oh, look, the vaccine helps you recover." And for the people that are not vaccinated. They're refusing to give them ivermectin. Yeah, if they... that's not medical murder. What's the source? I have what... no idea what is.
4: What was the source for that?
8: Um, Australian guy, right? It was an Australian guy who said, I have a, a woman, I have someone in, he didn't say woman, he said, I have a person inside one of the hospitals. So it, this is firsthand, yeah. information. Of course, they're not going to give up their name. Yeah, they would sense. be, they would, I mean, they might be worse than fired if you know where i'm going yeah Yeah. well if if you're helping people though too you know maybe they're
9: on the inside helping people that are not supposed to yeah i hope so
6: well we we've talked to people in this country who have gone to the hospital and they've literally had to use their own vitamins because they weren't getting any real medical treatments um when they had covid pneumonia for instance, that woman
8: just died at the chicago hospital because and her power of attorney and her um they had an ambulance waiting outside to take her out of the hospital to give her treatment that she needed and the hospital administrator wouldn't release her wow and let her die and yeah. she died Police. she she died yesterday yeah, yeah. Police instructed her even with
9: that order and everything it's just unbelievable
6: yeah what's going on right now i mean I, I, you know
4: well it's one size fits all treatments that don't fit all people so by rea- just in general like you're going to treat the same at risk individual with the same stuff that you're treating somebody who's not like, you're not going to get the same results and they're just going by a formula that's been approved. And you know, whether you think there's some dark, uh, dark motives to that or not, it's the result is the same thing. It's there are people that are dying who could be saved because there's other options.
6: Yeah. I mean, we've already been able to confirm that a lot of the asylum seekers coming internationally right now are, being given ivermectin now at the southern border and before and oh they're getting at the southern border yeah too? so so the narrative is going to be that these people aren't super spreading that they're 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 not bringing covid in
4: and to to you know give the reason why they're getting it i mean they're going to be for like political Whoa. purposes only no no, no. they're they're going to say that they're getting it for the actual reason for ivermectin which would be like
9: a parasite
4: a parasite or right. something
9: right
6: yeah very interesting Worm. Very interesting to see where we're at with this. It's a it's a completely developing narrative and something that is is I don't think it's ran its course yet, pun intended. Wah, wah. Uh, but we've all had it a couple times on this show. Oh. And, yeah, and, and you know as we move forward, we're we're gonna continue to see. I, I do think that a lot of these federally mandated things are are going to be dead on arrival at the courts there's so much of a high level of unconstitutionality to them it's
4: just such a bummer that there's going to be so many people that are going to get frightened into doing this like they're going to be like well fuck it i better just do it now nope. get it out of the way nope. like there's people there's a shit ton of people revolting in the military against this yes. and lots
6: of high numbers however numbers.
4: there are a lot of people and people that i've spoken to who are literally just like, well, I'm just going to go get it done.
6: Kids who don't watch the news, kids who are uninformed.
4: And so the 90-day rule for active duty to have it done and 120 days for reservists to get it done, right. that's being butchered by different commands, and they're they're just like, well, we're just going to set a deadline.
6: We're going to have a COVID vaccine day. Yeah. yeah. What, well, no, I,
4: hypothetically speaking, if I was in the military, maybe next month I'm supposed to be vaccinated. Hypothetically, Ice
6: would you be vaccinated? How about no? love it. Oh, another action-packed episode of this Tuesday edition of Steak for Breakfast. What do you think, Noah? Oh, yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. Antoinette, you like it? Awesome.
4: I like it, too. I'm still fired up. I'm pissed.
6: Well, you know what I'm not pissed about? The fact that we were able to get Seth Keschel to come and talk to us about Stop the Steal, in yeah, addition good. to having an amazing co-host today, right, Miss Gabby Fox. Thank you for coming down. First time in. Hopefully won't be last. Always invited back. Better not be the last. We have an extremely interactive listenership who probably, if they don't already, want to follow you now after hearing you talk today. So why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find you across social media platforms, including your podcast, ma'am.
8: Yes so my new podcast is called the Sovereign Voice. Uh, you can find it on uh, Spotify probably the easiest place to find it. Um, most of my handles on so Instagram um, Twitter no it Twitter is real Gabby Fox. Um, on all of my other platforms it's real Gabrielle Fox. Twitter of course limits your character count. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then my website is Real Gabrielle Fox as well, and my Telegram channel, uh, which is pretty active, is Patriot Femme Broadcast.
6: Nice. I like it. <clears throat> you know what else I like? Finding our show across all podcasting platforms. The Stake for Records Podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, rate it. If you want, write a review. Don't forget to download, listen, like, follow, and share. Uh, show credits for the week. The usuals: the daily breb, Miss Wonder Woman, Canadians DS eleven now. Oh wow! Yeah, nine and ten are gone. Bummer. Cagbro eighty eight, Mister Garbaggio of the uh, Instagram Garbaggio families, Christina Bob from OAN, and Mister Tom Pappert over at the National File. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to visit our sponsors. Um, they're American-owned and operated, and just great small businesses. In-studio recording equipment, gaming. Music, you name it, Odyssey's got it. They're at odyssey.com, they're on Instagram and at Facebook. Stay Ready Gear holsters, you like Kydex, you like concealed carry, you wanna put your cat's face on it, Stay Ready Gear will do it for you. They're on Instagram and Facebook and they're at stayreadygear.com as well. We're almost through the end of summer, which means the conclusion of big time barbecue season. One thing you never wanna do is mistreat your meat. Man rubs. They've got everything you need. You get it. You shake it. You sprinkle it. You rub it. You steam it. You smoke it. You barbecue it. And you put it directly into your mouth. Steam it? Sometimes. There might be some British people. There are British people listening to this show. They steam everything. Uh, Manrebs. They're at manrebs.com. They're on Instagram and on Facebook as well. West Coast Survival Arms for all your firearm needs. Mike's at westcoastsurvivalarms.com. He's on Facebook Messenger and at 619 870 6992. He's got ammo. And everybody needs more of that. And for our tactical gear dealers, MediocreMetic, MediocreMetic.com, they're on Instagram. And Marcho Friday, the Duck Father, home of the Zero Fucks Duck. Dumpbox, Dumpbox.us, they're on Facebook and they're on Instagram as well. Upcoming shows, we got some really good ones coming up in addition to how amazing today's was. On Friday, we're going to have a mega show. Didn't start out that way, but this week just kind of spiraled into uh, it's going to be one of those shows. Nice. Hannah Kirkpatrick is going to circle back as our co-host. Ooh. Yeah, she was a pleasure to have on last time. We're going to have a senatorial candidate out of South Carolina, Mr. Tim Swain. He's pretty based on Twitter. If you haven't followed him, follow him now. And finally, Miss Stop the Steel Bay herself. Ooh. Christina Bob. Nice. OAN. She's locked in. She's coming on Friday just as long as they don't announce the Maricopa County results on Friday morning. It's the only thing that could stop that train from coming through.
4: But let's hope that happens.
6: Yeah, that's true. So really want Christina Bob, but at the same time probably want the Maricopa results. Even more. Right. We could just play audio of Christina Bob talking about him if she doesn't come on. There you go. Uh, On the 21st of September, we're going to have Norbin Laden. Everyone's really excited for that show. The following week, um, Esther Valdez, who's an immigration uh, legality specialist, in addition to Prince Alistine, the host of Conspiracy Castle. Kyle Becker of Kyle Becker News will be on September 28th. On the 1st of October, Alan, the host of The Great Divide podcast. And on 10:5, she just confirmed it. We've locked her in Miss Anna Kate. Nice. Former Survivor winner, former World Poker Championships winner, and now current amazing truther, she'll be joining us to, uh, it's going to be really interesting to have her on the show and see how she fits into the demographic here I think she's going to do fine, yeah. she might do a little bit more praying than she usually does though, after she hears some of the colorful language on this show uh, <laughs> friend, friends of the week we've got the Duke of Memes Kalila 3, Axie 8.0 Real Brenda Memes 7, all of her other counts were nuke, so don't try looking for them, just go to the 7 um, we've got Snipe Snope we've got Pubertos. And Puberto's 2.0. He's been having some fire stuff lately. Puberto? Got to share him. And uh, one other one. We have Catalyst Jones. sounds like
4: the weirdest taco shop
6: ever. Host of the White Rabbit podcast. He's got a great show. He's very interactive in the community. has some great guests on there. So if you want to go and uh, find Mr. Catalyst Jones, go ahead and do that. Only other thing I got is what we ask you to do in between each shows. Gabby fact-checked me at least three times on this show. I I originally thought that it was uh, Nicki Minaj that had balls. Apparently, it's Cardi B. Maybe it's both. Who knows? But she called me on it. Do your own research. That's extremely important. We all need to do it and probably do more of it. Hold the line. Fried it. Buy the dip. Get the fuck in here. Snatch the wigs. Let's see what happens. And, of course, as always, where we go one, we go all. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back on Friday with Christina Bob of One America News, Hannah Kirkpatrick, formerly of Sky News, and senatorial candidate Tim Swain. This has been episode 63 of the Steak for Breakfast podcast. And on behalf of myself and Noah, see ya. Bye. Antoinette. Bye, guys. And our guest host today, Gabby Fox. Thanks for listening and take care.
7: They're against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Fuck you. War.